CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Hello, Canada. Um, <laughs> I'm on the corner of Gay Street and Waverly, and uh, Brian David Marshall calls me up today. He's like, yo, not casting with you. But I have some subs. <laughs> so, it takes two of us. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so he sent he sent the sub squad. So um, we're gonna do a switcheroo this week, uh, and I have Rashad Miller and Marshall Sutcliffe. Yeah, I'm the Marshall. He's the Brian David. Is that how? Is that how <laughs> we, we make up to be one it, Brian it, David it, Marshall? Is that like the the horse costume where you know <laughs> I'm out of head? Okay. You're the ass. You're the ass. <laughs> I was so, thinking like human centipede maybe. Wow. No? That's on a list like, of movies like, not to see on a date. Yeah, that, I've never seen that movie. I, it, I was told just not to watch it. Is that like Weeby Jackson? I took that movie? advice. The, the song? Am I the only one that knows that one? I don't know what Probably somebody about. in Canada that knows what you're talking about, but I don't. Yeah. One of the cousins of the Jackson family. I know I'm all, but continue. So anyway, Canadian Magic the Gathering podcast listeners, uh, Brian David Marshall's subs are here. They're going to do an awesomer job than... Well, I would normally do, but you're stuck with me still, at least for today. <laughs> uh, and you can just pretend BDM was here. Like, if you were, you know, Wolverine, you could probably, like, still send BDM on these guys. I think you guys had Bauhaus earlier? We did. My first time. So we, we actually got fully daggered on, uh, what was it, Friday or whenever we were here. We oh, came, man. We, yeah, we, <laughs> this is brutal. We, we came into New York to eat. On, but on Thursday, right? Thursday, right. So Brian's like, hey, let's do a, a Katz's cast on Thursday, but actually yes. it's the one day I had planned. So yeah, we were super disappointed that you were going to be able to make it, but we get you today, so it, was, it worked out. But anyway, uh, we, we, we did a draft with some of the locals. Uh, we did draft. a cube draft it, it, over at Uncommons. Proper cube. We can yeah. talk about yeah, yeah. that it, later. It, it was sweet. and then uh, But then it got too late to get Katz's, so I was fairly devastated. How is it? What is too late to get Katz's. It was like, like 11? 11.30 or something. They call us at 10. We looked it up. We looked really? Up. Yeah. Because yeah. we used to go to Katz's after tournaments all the time, so I'm wondering how it could possibly have been that late. The Maybe. internet told us. The internet I think the internet lie. fucking lied to you. Yeah, like, it's I, absolutely possible. I mean, we're, we're on the internet right now. But we... Right? <laughs> I, I haven't told the truth since 2003. <laughs> Not one time. Anyway, and so then we decided, BDM's like, well, let's audible to Bauhaus, which was great because I wanted to try that anyway after having not going there. And also there was a challenge in place because when we were covering the Magic Online Championship, we went to this uh, food truck convention thing where there was a million of them. We all split up five different people, got a few items from, from different trucks, met together and just smashed faces with all this awesome stuff. And When you say smash faces, you kissed? We kissed, yeah. yeah. And then we also ate the kissing? food from the truck, yeah. Weird. It was awesome. And uh, Kind of like Lady in the Tramp, you know. It was all new. Everything was <laughs> Oh, new I got it. So, like... Yeah. Except for the bows that I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Who got the ball? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Canadian Magic the Gathering podcast listeners, are you, like, imagining Rashad and Marshall, like... Me and Rashad oh, are very close. Yeah, they don't have to a imagine. A single it. strand no, of spaghetti. They're, they're, uh-huh. There's already documentation. They know. So anyway, we... A Rocky Mountain oyster between them. Uh, I don't know if I'd try one of those. Yeah, but that sounds complicated. <laughs> so we had some bows there uh, from kind of the main place, yeah. or one of the main places there. And uh, and I had a pork belly bow, and it was very good, you know, super solid. I was quite a big fan. And, and BDM said, well, you guys haven't had Bauhaus in New York. He said, it's not close. Now... 
it's not close has become a bit of a cliche so somebody called him out on it, it might have even been me about like come on man it's like same ingredients like i get it that it's probably better but like it has to be close and, and it was like, pretty good and like, it was pretty good and the he's best like, thing i had at the uh, the whole festival i guess uh-huh. that was the tastiest thing at the pork that, belly bow that yeah. was high on the list uh you also had deep fried pork belly well that was pretty good that too. was very tasty yes but barbecued you know, you know i think if you take pork belly and yeah and you are you seeing the trend and yeah. then eat it it's gonna be good so you, i mean you, you guys you have you guys actually cats since being here no, no not this trip that's so, the issue like we're cats now by the way i mean so i would even like, say like you could audible it's gonna be busy by the time we have to effort you could go care. to like Takambi or something why would we do that? It's really good. No, no, you're a monster. You're, you're the guy that says Katz's has too much flavor, and I... You know, it's funny you've offended you, you, me deeply. you claim too, that. Too much no, flavor? No, I didn't say Katz's has too much flavor. I say I prefer brisket at Katz's because the yeah. pastrami is too much flavor. That, that is what he said. But last Friday so night, I went out for... pastrami is too delicious for you. No, yeah. That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's all I... I love it too much so delicious. So, honestly, I went out last... So, uh, last week, I was like, you know, while you guys were the grandpa or whatever, I was, I was reading a Zagat article about trends in steakhouses. <laughs> And uh, the, this one screen was like, oh, such and such, I think the American Cut in New York City has a pastrami ribeye, right? So I'm like, oh, I would like to try that. And it turns out that it's up the street from where I live. Mm. So uh, uh, I tricked uh, some friends of mine to go to going out with me. Uh, and we, we went there and I'm like, oh, maybe this could be my spot. This is my spot now. Pastrami ribeye spot. This girl who, uh, who I went with, she's like a total like snob foodie. She's like, not good enough. Uh, <laughs> but then... You no, know, the waiter's like, oh, how did you like it? I love our pastrami ribeye. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's a little bit salty. You know, two, two flavors, it's really salty. Pastrami, in case you didn't know, is like cheese. It's a technology. It's literally a technology. When human beings didn't have refrigerators, they did stuff like soak their meat in salt brine for mm-hmm. months so that they could eat it months later. Mm-hmm. Or they just like spoiled their cheese in a certain way so that it didn't get spoiled in a way that they couldn't eat it. Are you some type of food scientist? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, just common knowledge. Oh, so well. you're at this point where you no longer have to boil your food in brine. You know, there are other ways that you can preserve it. You know, do you, get, you see Captain America yet? Which no. one? Winter Soldier. No, no spoilers. Okay. I mean, this isn't really a spoiler. I mean, is there pastrami in there? No, I mean, like, they just said, like, oh, somebody asked Steve Rogers how life in the modern world versus, you know, the 40s is, and he's like, oh, the food's way better. We used to just boil everything. That, that was actually the line. I'm like, it's kind of a ha-ha, but pastrami, it's, it's, it's not about anything but the cut of meat, right? It's not even about, like, um, you know, if you like, what is it, second cut off the rib, which is what, which is what um, the brisket that, that, that uh, predates pastrami is. Just like you don't need to soak your your meat in salt in order to continue to eat it. It, it, it just, people just like it because they're, I don't know, conditioned a certain way. And I actually think that the truer flavor of the meat, in my opinion, in a more delicious preparation, is as the brisket. And I actually, and you know, in between those two things is corned beef, which is also pretty salty. Uh, but, you know, not everyone has to agree with me. Like, it's funny to be like, oh, Mike thinks that food is too flavorful. Is that thing too delicious? It's not what too if, delicious. What it's if nobody salty. agrees with you? Uh, I mean, some people agree with me or they wouldn't serve these things on the menu, right? Fair. Okay. But, but wasn't cheese an accident? I don't know about the first instance of cheese. Can I finish my Bauhaus story now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rashad Miller. Sorry a... sorry to derail <laughs> somehow. I don't know how I did it, but... Privilege. Continue. Uh, we're almost at the end. Okay. Are we? It's kind yeah. of the middle. Really. Uh, the mid- mid-end. So, anyway, so we have these things, and BDM says that the, the, the Bauhaus is... is 
way better not close. And so he gets called out for it, and he's like, well, you guys are going to be in New York in a week or two. We can figure it out then. So he's like, let's go to Bauhaus. So we finish our cube draft. We get daggered by cats. Says, let's go to Bauhaus. They're open late. There's a lot of very nice-looking people. That one was sweet. Um, in this in this neighborhood, this is just like a beautiful. This is you guys podcast here. Like yeah, this is fantastic. So uh, Waverly and Gay is where you should be. So literally, uh, five minutes before we turned on the recorder, Academy Award winner Jared Leto walks by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> purple pants. Jared Leto wearing like ridiculous pants. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's beautiful here. I like it. Uh, anyway, and so we're like, let's go to Bauhaus. So we walk however many blocks because we're in New York. We find Bauhaus. We walk in. It's open. It's supposed to be open for another almost hour. Yeah. We walk in, and right away they're like, "Sorry, we don't have any more ingredients." <laughs> That's what happens when and we're like, like when people like, like your food so much. <laughs> like literally, as soon as we stepped in the door, they said, "Out of ingredients," out of ingredients, and then started turning off the lights. And then like handed the next person yeah. in line their food and they yeah. stared at us, and it's just like, "No!" So then we almost went to some crappy place that Seth Burn wanted to go to. Seth Yeah, and then he we drafted ended, with us. He did, and we ended up getting um, fake Bonchon instead. This story was horrible. Why don't you just get real Bonchon? We're not quite at the end yet. Okay. <laughs> well, th- this place also had fake uh, Bauhaus. Too, it also had a fake Bauhaus. So, which apparently Marshall Sutcliffe loved. What the fake? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I put it. You put it in front of me, and I ate it. And I was like, "This is good." Yeah, he was. And it, and it was. Would oh, you guys go by St. Mark's? There's places like that. Yes, yeah. that's, that's exactly where, where you we're went. At. Yeah. Yes, correct. In one. So anyway, so then we, we go up to Philly, we do the GP, we come back today. So we where'd you guys to, eat in Philly? I used to live oh, there for like we'll, four we'll, years. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go we'll over that. Uh, that, we'll was, that was fantastic. But anyway, we get back into the city, we uh, we jump in here, we make BDM take us immediately to Bauhaus, and he just stares at me as I have my first bite, and uh, wow. He was right. It's not close. It like, defeated your random food truck off the street? No, no. This it's was like a, a hand-selected no. food truck at a yeah, food truck convent. Yeah, or, this is like a weekly thing. Like, every Friday, yeah. there's just, you know, 30 or 40 food trucks that come down to over by um, where Worlds was. Like, Fort yeah. Mason, whatever. The one where it's like right on the water. Beautiful area. It was really fantastic. And this place is a, a well-known bow place uh, in San Francisco. Like, yeah. I think you would call it like the bow competitor. Like, they're in the ring together. But Bauhaus just uppercut. So it. here's the. Uh, it was brutal. So I was just in Seattle not that long ago. So you guys have Din Taifong now, right? Yeah, I've been so, there roughly 17. Is that times. the place you took me? Yes. And yeah. I also so took BDM. That place so, was awesome. All right. Yeah. So this is here's my Din Taifong story. So I go to Look so at I, this guy. He just looks great. Cufflinks. So I I went to I went to uh, Seattle about a month or two. Well, this is a monogram, sure. If you want to be like, look I what do. a gigantic cock Mike is. Like, that's my initial. Oh, <laughs> that's my awesome. God. You're that guy. I never yeah, knew yeah, you're that whatever. Guy. Uh, my, I mean, I mean, you look good too. Yeah, thanks. I'm, like I'm right balding and shit. But the, uh, anyway, so um, I went there. So the first day, so the first day I went there, so I went I went there with this girl, same girl who's a gigantic foodie, and uh, she's like, look. Um, this place has a Michelin star in Taiwan. Okay, we can go there. So, coworker was going to go there that night with his sister anyway. So we all went together. We were meeting Worth Wolpert for dinner, mm-hmm. and we were going to go to this steakhouse that I super liked. Uh, going going there with Worth before was it, it was it the Met? It was the Met. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, and he's like, "Look, let's audible to the best dumpling place on earth." And I was like, "Did you mean Din Tai Fun?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "All right." Was, was there the other night? So anyway, this girl who I went with, um, she's like, "Look, I'm just not going to say anything." Uh, just judge for yourself, right? So we go, and everyone's like, oh, man, Tea Fun is the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the night, she's, so we, we, we go back, um, and she's like, uh, 
what did you think? And I'm like, it was fine, but it's not even as good as 456. 456 is the rando what place down the street. So Can we go there right now? So listen to this. So not only did I go to 456, so I, my son went to Joe Shanghai. Okay, this is this is Which like, is where I went off of your recommendation, yeah. I believe, and it was fantastic. Yeah, so my point being is that like 456 is the place we go because the lines at Joe Shanghai are too long. Uh-huh. And 456 is much better than Typhon. Joe Shanghai You're kind of a is monster. Like, I, mean, yeah. I never had four, five, six, but like I, I, I think Joe Shanghai and Din Tai Fung are. So we're talking soup dumplings. Yes. Here, by the way, we we have to you know make sure that we're being. What is, what are you doing? Well, no, no. I, I was just thinking we went to have soup dumplings. Or did we have soup dumplings? We had um, dim sum. Yeah. Dim sum. The last time we were there. Yes. The last time we last were here in New York. New York. Yeah. And that place didn't. We didn't do soup dumplings. There, there. weren't any. No. So uh, well, this the rating I would give us. If you're just going to go to Joe Shanghai, you should just get soup dumplings because they do them so well. They okay? do. Yes. But everything else is kind of, eh, in my opinion. But just, then don't do that. Don't like, don't go to Green and expect great cheap flying creatures. You know, <laughs> like, right. oh yeah. Well, what are you getting for G one? A two one reach? Yeah, don't be surprised. It might have for mana. You, right. You know? Right. Just <laughs> a one one flash. Yeah, protection wait, from whatever. Blue. That guy's awesome. Okay, but he does. He doesn't come around very often, right? No, he doesn't. You know, he's he's he's, he's a, a he's a once in a decade guy. He's you know? uncommon. So, Isn't that's why. No, we're talking about. Oh, you guys are going spiral. old school. Okay. Script, script, okay. whatever. My okay. bad. So, I, I thought we were talking about the new nah, one from the no, old course. So the. Okay, no. So my point is, if you're going to Joe Shanghai, there's a reason the lines. 45 minutes for like random rando dumpling place on the corner right uh it, which is like it, you look inside the window it looks like a slum okay. it does yeah, yeah. it literally we, we looks had to like sit a at a table with three other yeah couples. yeah and it's, <laughs> and it's not and it's like, not a clean hey, table Jim from indiana yeah. how are you it's like uh it's like you know don't put your elbows on it it yeah. will stay in your shirt right okay so we, but, we were teaching the people next to us how to eat these things because it's a little bit yeah. precarious i mean i mean did, did they just fork them and no, you gotta, one guy was no. gonna put it in the thing and was gonna go for it and i'm like dude you burn your mouth yeah you gotta be careful Careful, man. I've had some where you dump burn your mouth, but obviously so, that's, not I the, saved the, that's not the place if, where you go. If you go there, you get just get the soup dumplings and don't complain about the other stuff, okay? Sure. Four, five, six has soup dumplings that are like maybe 80% as good as, as, as uh, Joe Shanghai, oh, but everything else on the menu is way better than uh, there. So uh, when I said like... What did you get, man? Because I order some sick good stuff from... D I, I call uh, it DTF, which by the way I was told means something else. Yeah, yeah, that means down to fuck. Yeah, and I put it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I came home and I said like, going straight to DTF because that's what me and my friends yeah. call it. And a lot of people were like, that also means something else. I was like, oh. That, it mostly means that. Like, yeah, I didn't like, know that. If somebody's like, hey, I met some girl at the office. Like, yeah, she DTF. And be like, oh, let's yeah. find out. Like, oh, let's find out if she likes suit up. Yeah. Okay, so, so, lesson learned on that one. Didn't oh, know. Man. Yeah, she's okay. got a bag of Chipotle, too. <laughs> 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 no, no, the one two, two ahead of her. Sure. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, I just completely <laughs> my thought because of the TTF uh, <laughs> discourse. Uh, okay, so basically what did I get? I got the green beans that you can get, like, that have, I don't know, probably they're infused with pork because they're delicious. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest, otherwise it would be green that's beans. How, that's right. how you make things. Delicious. Yeah, I mean, like, Garlic and pork goes it's, a long it's way. It's not like I ate those as a child, so, you know, so something else had to happen. You know, like the crispy fried pork chops, um, noodles with some kind of, I assume, pork on it. Mm -hmm. And then soup dumplings. Tin Tai Fun's fine, but like when somebody like builds it up, they're like, "This is the greatest place on earth." Blah 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 blah. You're like, hey, you're expecting the greatest place on earth, not a place yeah. that's comparable to the places that I go anyway. Sure. That's I all. mean, but then again, you're also from like New York, and you have access to some of the best restaurants in the world. I mean, the 
It didn't I matter. I would just tell you straight up, the first steak I ever had at the Met was better than any steak I've had in New York City. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in saying a you second, can't get I would something that, better you know? elsewhere. I mean, ultimately, Din Tai Fung is a massive chain in Asia. Yeah. And they just dipped their toe in the pool over here. They've made one in Seattle, although it actually isn't in Seattle. It's in Bellevue, which is fairly far from Seattle. And they put one in L.A. and they blew up. Like the one in, in Bellevue, uh, you know, in Seattle is just insanely packed every time. So they just opened up. Oh, we got there one. before. This <laughs> is we got yeah, there before the happy one. hour. So mm-hmm. it wasn't crowded yet. Oh, you're and then so like you were there for like in like twenty minutes, like the place was packed. So I, I went there once with my girlfriend. We got in line. Now the line is just the line to put your name in for for the line. I don't remember a line when you took me. Uh, I mean, there was a line when we went. It wasn't like, too bad. Like yo, Rashad Miller's coming, and they're like, oh, yeah. out of the way. You know, they maybe they did clear the way. And so we get you get to the so we get to the front of the line just to put your name in, and you know. We're almost to the front, and I'm guessing, like, me and her are joking about, like, well, what do you think, like, 45 minutes, an hour? Like, because that's what you can expect during dinner for, like, a two-person on average. Sometimes it's two hours, sometimes it's half an hour, it depends. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're guessing about it, and the lady in front of us goes up, and she's like, uh, I'd like a table for 11, please. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, but like, that doesn't affect is... you. No, 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 it doesn't affect me, but I'm just saying, like, she has no idea what she's... Like, she just very casually walks up, like, yeah, table for 11. She's like, oh, here's a restaurant. And she's like, it's going to be three and a half to four hours. You know, it's like seven at night or whatever on a week on a weekend. It's like, they're going to be closed. Isn't there, like, a mall there or something? It is. It's, it's an adventure massive shopping center, yeah. And so uh, they went to a different restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. we got seated yeah. in, like, 40 minutes or something, and we were quite happy about it. So, I mean, I'll just... Not, not to burst any bubbles or anything. I like cats a lot, but you've had a roast beef sandwich before, right? It's not, it's not that different. Actually, and actually, I will bug it. you. I know we're in like the nice part of town, but I will it's just attack you. It's not that like, different. It's good. It's really good. It is so much. Like we went to the place in Montreal. Oh, we probably shouldn't bring this up on the podcast. No, what? No, I'm about I'm, to bash the Canadian version no, of Katz's. I like the oh, Canadian, Canadian version. I'm sorry, Come on. people of What's Canada. It? It's not done. Schwartz's. Schwartz's. I like Schwartz's. I did too. I would eat it. I would have it right now if it was sitting in front of me. But I'll, my God, it's not I'll, even close to as good as Katz's. I like it better than Hershey's. You it's, like Schwartz's better I than do. Herschel's? What are you guys talking about these rando places? No, so Herschel's is the one in the Reading Terminal Market. Yeah. Which we is fantastic. Oh, I would say that place is like mediocre. They're like What? The one in the, the one the one across the street from eighty six percent as good as Katz's. I don't Come I don't on. agree. And Katz's is the bar. Come on. No Katz's way. Katz's is very good. He's being very generous. He it was me too. I mean obviously I have you know I own a Katz's t shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I bought one when I was there. That, so, that's how the background picture on my iPad is a Katz's sandwich. So I'm an enthusiast. I will tell you. I will tell you something. I, I told Tom Martell like right before uh, whatever the hell, the hell the last Pro Tour was, right? Uh-huh. So Tom comes to New York the week before the last Pro Tour. He's like, "Yo, got a Pro Tour coming up," and I'm like, "Come here, Big Bear." Sits on my lap. He sat on my lap. We like put it up on Twitter. <laughs> last time when the Pro Tour in Montreal last year won the Pro Tour. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know. He's like, he's like, no, no, I worked last time. I'm like, yo, this, that's not science. As you did this one time, that's not science. That's, it's like one point, one point in history. I'm like, you want to win the Pro Tour, you got to go out to dinner with me. He's like, what are you uh-huh. talking about? I'm like, let me, t- let me, let me clue you in on some history. Okay? Uh-huh. I did not even know who Yelger Vigersma was. <laughs> George Fabiano calls me up and he's like, Mike, I got a bunch of people here. They want to go to dinner with you before the Pro Tour. Okay. Yelger Vigersma is coming off of the top eight in... Um, and Kobe at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was, so I like mouthed off about how great my Infinity deck was. <laughs> just top eight at a pro tour with it. He's like, blah, 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 tolerates this, right? With, okay. <laughs> with, uh, with, 
you're in Rami and everything. Uh, and, you know, they got paid off, though, because three days later they were Pro Tour champions. <laughs> literal, literal thing that happened. Mike, we got to go to dinner. When, when, right before, uh, right before uh, Pro Tour New York and uh, consecutive Pro Tour New York, I think, I rando had dinner with, like, Andrew Cuneo, uh, Aaron Forsyth, et cetera, at Katz's. Back-to-back Pro Tour top fours. <laughs> uh, Scott Johns, Mike Turian, uh, who was their third? Gary Weiss? I think we did, did hear what, what you've done steak, steak, for four fours lately. Steak, because there's no Pro Tours around here, right? So, like, okay, so the last time there was actual a Pro Tour here is my all-time favorite. There was a World Tour? It was a World Tour. 2007, ago. I want to say. Yeah, something like it's that. It's my all-time favorite story. That was a long time so, ago. Um, you know, do, do you know why I went to Platform with that the weekend of that Worlds? Because two... What? No, not Sam Black. He, oh. does, he doesn't eat the flesh of the animals. That's, that's true. But I'll tell you this... <laughs> Of our five-person table, one of whom was me, not qualified for the world's event, two of them made top eight, and one of them <laughs> lost in the finals. Consume the flesh of the cow with Michael J. before, before the tournament. You're, you're, you're so, so where do we have to? It's like there, there's a reasonable chance solid I play F&M science. this week. Hmm? There's a reasonable chance I play F and M this week, and I feel like my chances of winning it just went up. Sharply, I'm telling you, or at least it will. If it's like if you just look at the anytime, like even in Boston or whatever, right? This is science, man. There's 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 way too many instances in the universe. I want. I need to see this spreadsheets. Is Multiple science, winners of the Pro I need, I need spreadsheets. I need charts. I need. I need but, documentation. You know, you're right. What I haven't done anything for Pro Tour top eight competitors after eating dinner with them lately. You know, uh, it's just it's 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 true. You know, um, you know, they don't bring them here. So even if I travel to an event, like what am I going to do? Go go eat at the. McDonald's across so, the so street is it doesn't work. With like, you or is it the quality of the food? I think there? it's like well, it's always like some kind of plataforma or or uh, Katz's type. Lots of beef. What the hell does plataforma mean? It's so don't get all fancy. Well, on there's that. Fogos now, right? So before yeah. before yeah. that, early like late '90s, they didn't have Fogos and Brazilian steakhouses in every freaking city in the country. So I wrote this article. I'm just like, yo, there's this awesome place to eat, and they give you unlimited steaks. It's like the thrust of the article. People are like, oh, my God. That's a solid article. Yeah, it was the article. I mean, that's <laughs> there's, great. There's unlimited steaks. I'd read that. So uh, then people are like, oh, let's let's go try it. And then we went, and then, like, three people made it. <laughs> then it just became science. <laughs> like, it's just the amount of meat that you eat. It's, it's I, you know, I'll tell you this. We rando went to a Fogo in, uh, in L.A., me, Randy Bueller, uh, OSIP maybe. We were at an invitational, and Paul Rietzel just appeared there, not with us. So a wild Paul Rietzel. Just a wild Rietzel appeared. And like he's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I'm going to school." And then like, Mexican Grand Prix champion. It's it, it's I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's uh it it. Look, science. Are we talk about magic cards. We are talking about magic cards. Yeah, we're talking about magic players. I got some. I want to. You want to talk about preview cards? There's some previews. All right, we can talk about. So, 22 minutes 36 is nowhere near the record. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we're not talking about <laughs> magic cards. Like guilty. Not even near the. We talked about one. Have you ever listened to the Top Eight Magic Podcast? Nobody asks us for advice about Magic: The Gathering. I listen all the time. Rashad doesn't listen to your show. Really? Well, I'm not a I podcast listener guy. I may listen to this one. Yeah. You just want to hear yourself. Well. I don't like hearing myself, but just Wait, to see. Interesting uh, line of work you've gone into. I don't into. like seeing you. Wow. Yeah. 
What should we talk about? Let's start, let's let's make it bigger than that. Can't we do one at a time? Did you talk about this? I think guy that yet? guy stinks. Oh wait, no, that one's is that one okay? The other one. Oh, stinks, that's right. I like that. I don't know. The other one makes one ones. If you for but whoever not, you. Yeah, but yeah. that's not a good ability. Yeah, that that was something that I didn't um, fully. Let's grok let's on do them all. Reading. Let's do them all. All right. So Every single actually, card. I mean, There's we can. Okay, you just want to wanna just do skip. the gods. You just want to do the golds. Yeah, let's just look at the gods. Here, you read this one. All right, so I'm reading this one. So it's so we're doing all the gods. All right, Athriel's god of passage, indestructible. Oh, it also costs. We, we know um, all that stuff. Oh, do I need to read? Read it. Read every, Okay, so it's one black, white, indestructible. Uh, as long as your devotion to white and black is less than seven, Athriel's isn't a creature. Whenever another creature you own dies, return it to your hand unless target opponent pays three life. And so he's, now, how big is he? Uh, he's a 5-4. He's good. For 3 mana. He's good. Yeah, 3 mana. 3 mana is like the threshold. Like, if it's 3 mana, you just want to play it, right? No, but the problem is, I would I would have said that, because I only saw that god first. But then, the Golgari one stinks. Well, we're talking about this one now. That one's okay. Let's talk that about guy, this that, that one one's now. okay. What kind of deck are you going to put him in? White weenie? You put him in, would you splash for him in black control? I don't know. Are we talking constructor or limited? Right and constructed. Now? And constructed. Oh, and limited. Of course, you're going to play a card yeah. like that, right? Limited, no, these definitely. cards aren't very good in limited. You don't think you're just recurringly getting card advantage on you? You don't think that you get in a position where you're in creature attrition, where you have you're giving your opponent a devil's bargain of reach or or card advantage is yeah. not good? No, it might you, be. You always block okay. to trade. The, the question isn't whether it's good; it's whether it's worth a card. I mean, you've blocked with a baleful idolon before, right? Correct. Ha, has it dealt three damage to your opponent after I mean, it killed something? No. But that, cost, like but that costs you a whole card. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the trade-off isn't just, is that good? Obviously, that would be sweet if just all my cards had that. But I have to play this guy who doesn't do anything else. But he's also a 5 else. sometimes. Yeah, that never happens. That's, in black and white? Honestly, that's and, the thing. And, and, I'm not saying it's impossible, oh, but, like, oh, your Scholar of Athreos doesn't get this guy much closer. Oh, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. I actually will contend that you don't know if that ever happens or not, because unlike the other gods, oh, this know. guy actually makes it more likely to happen mm -hmm. on account of he keeps making your guys come back. That is so true. he that will accumulate true. devotion for you over time, and he might be killing them, right? He's like, mm -hmm. they're like, oh man, like, what if you have a good creature, right? So you have a some. I'm just gonna say the word dragon, right? Wait, just imagine a, you we know, know, we know what a dragon, a, a, a dragon yeah. or a titan, and you just have this awesome thing, and they throw three cards at it to kill it, and they're like, ugh, and it, now they're also taking three. Of course, they can't sure. let you have it back. Yeah. Is this? I, I think that. I think that the I think it's okay. Like I, I think that it's never gonna be a five four. These these gods very rarely act get activated. Uh, even the two color ones have a really hard time getting and staying active. I mean in limited removal still king. You can always keep but the them blue off white one is sweet, right? It's okay. It's the best of, of that last set, and it's still just okay. I mean, the green-white one's kind of dog shit. Though, the right? the green-white one's terrible. Oh, yeah, it's very... It's, it's, it's 100 you mana. You can't text. play it. It's yeah. actually unplayable. It's, it's I, don't know, and I don't say a card's unplayable. No. I would play it. When you say you can't play it, I will play it. You can't. You can't. I will, look, my okay. black-blue deck has got that guy now. Well, someone has played it against me, and it only became a factor when the game stalled out, and they actually got devotion. And then it was just something I needed to chump block. But I personally, I think Athreos makes himself relevant because his, his ability literally will promote devotion over time in a limited match. Unless you get killed. And, so, and, so, and the archetype that you're playing him in, in the black-white deck, mm -hmm. he's perfect for it. No, he's not, because he think, doesn't block. he's perfect for he it. He doesn't block. He doesn't You gotta be need... able to block, man. So, in, in I, I've never in, blocked in what? my life. You In, in the black-white deck in, in Theros times, Block Limited, you must be able to block. How many times with the black-white deck have you gotten to the, I have all these one-twos or one-fours and like maybe uh -huh. one flying guy that may or may not be able to get through an asp and you're just sitting there waiting for like a Scala of A3Os or mm -hmm. that something. Happens. 
that does happen. You play this, and so and the is game the white black deck a heroic no, I, I deck? Is uh, it typically heroic? White black is no. It's a control, a slow grindy it's controlling deck grindy. with a lot of. Oh, I would advantage. hate to play that. It's a great oh, deck. I, it's I Rashad's favorite. But I love it too. But I'm not good enough to play that. So, the, but, but the question, Rashad, that you have to remember when you talk about that, because I agree, like, look, if, if we set up that situation and I top deck A3Os, I'm pretty happy. Like, that's sweet. But the problem is when you have them in your opening hand and then you don't get to that situation because you tore up a card because that thing doesn't do anything if you're getting beaten down, it doesn't block and... You know, the losing three life thing doesn't really add up fast enough. I'm, I'm assuming, of course, I've never actually played with the card to uh, to make the race swung back in your but favor. But you said, uh, just correct me if I'm wrong, the black-white deck is an attrition deck, right? It is. Okay. That that, that card seems awesome to me in an attrition deck. If I'm always right. blocking and I... Yeah, I, I and that's what Rashad's saying. I can change my paradigm, right? Instead of blocking, I can now change my paradigm to say, I'm going to block to trade. Mm -hmm. And I will even take unprofitable trades in the near term because I'm going to have a long-term payoff on this. I actually think that I'm and actually going to take it. They're like, sure, I take three. I hit you for six with because, my bestow creature. No, because you you guys are... You, you don't just start throwing your creatures away. No, you, you still make the same you make trades. You don't, you don't just... Like, yeah. Or you can take it, right? Yeah, like, you guys are... This card's okay. Like, I'll, I'll probably play it because it looks sweet. I like the artwork on it. But if you're, <laughs> that's, if you're excited, your, that's your criteria. But if you're excited to play this in limited, cards 22 through 23. I, I think if you're excited to play this in limited, you're wrong. Limited like, resources, Kickstarter 2015. <laughs> Which cards have the sweet art? <laughs> Support this and find out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're just talking about the gods. You want to go to the next well, one? So, so all the golds are exciting. Like, well, we skipped the Johnny. A Johnny is. I want to know what Mike thinks about. A Johnny for so, standard. Here's right, the thing about him. You, 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 you gotta read him. You does. gotta read him. Yeah. All right. A Johnny mentor of heroes. It's three green white, and um, it's planeswalker Johnny. And it's plus one. Was well, first plus one. Is uh, distribute three plus one plus one counters amongst one, two, or three creatures, target creatures you control. And a second plus one is look at the top four cards of your library, and then you can reveal an artifact, uh, planeswalker, or oh no, it's just aura creature planeswalker. Uh, from those cards and put into your hand and the rest in the bottom of your library. And then it's minus eight is gain, gain 100, 100 life. life. So four, four lords. Which sounds comical when you read it, by So the way. BDM said that there's an infinite combo based around this. You guys want to talk about the infinite combo? Yeah, I, I talked to him about it with that uh, take counters off, make... Uh, what's it called? Yeah, it's a, the blue, blue one guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Remove five counters and then you can, you know... Yeah, he's basically three... Of the five counters, because you get to just say exactly. that guy gets for three no counters. mana, right? Yeah, like, no so, mana. I mean, three card combo requiring a one-one creature. Actually, it's kind of a three and a half card combo because you you could do it the first time with those three cards, yeah. but then you need a creature to <laughs> to, 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 to rebuy the yeah. the enchantment. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. So three and a half card combo <laughs> that Look, doesn't even kill stretch. your opponent. <laughs> We're in brew stage here. <laughs> I mean, it'll, it'll kill, kill your it'll opponent. Kill, yeah. It'll kill your opponent. Yeah, are you sure about that? Yes. You know that one of the main decks in the format kills kills with Ashiok, and another of the main decks in the format kills with Elixir of Immortality? But, but doesn't your opponent need a turn to kill you with those? And I mean, you're taking, you're taking them, infinite you're taking turns and making an arbitrarily large flyer. May, and maybe every now and then you play a land. Because the thing, the card we didn't mention Just, was as far as enlightenment. That that was one of the pieces that yeah, you, yeah, you draw, so yeah, you draw. Yeah, you You're putting counter. You don't draw a card. I thought you drew a card. You, you don't draw a card. That. No, but it gets flying plus a, and gets a counter and, and you get to keep. Beating yeah, you get down to attack first. 
with a five five flyer. I mean, this seems like a lot of work. To and me. Then, it is. And then a nine nine flyer or whatever it is, like it gets well, huge. No, it doesn't get so that can, much. Can oh, you, you have to remove all the counters. Yeah, you okay, remove so them all. Can, can you five, remove them? Hit five, can you quote them. unquote do it all in one turn easily? Is that something that? Uh, one two three. I mean, none of this is easy. You need no, like you need to. <laughs> there's nothing no. easy. You need about at least ten mana in play, and that doesn't even get you all five counters, right? So you need to have a spare turn. Look, this is a very, very big stretch. I don't think this also just dies to any removal ever. So does it die to Doomblade? Yes, it does. It It absolutely. In fact, Doomblade will take out two of the pieces at once. (laughs) Doomblade guy is like rising from his ashes. He hasn't tweeted in years. He heard about this combo and he decided to come back on and shoot down so, one of these one so ones. but what do I think about this creature in the abstract no the planeswalker yeah I mean yeah, the planeswalker the I, I think I think uh, it's kind of sh- pretty bad what um, about the um, the impulse alright right, uh, so plus one ability. Uh, first of all it's a five mana planeswalker that doesn't fulfill any of the criteria that I need a four mana planeswalker to, <laughs> to protect itself. This planeswalker it, doesn't protect itself. It doesn't protect itself. itself. No. That's a big deal. But the, big the, deal. the but the well, it just all of its abilities kind of level up, so it, it could go to five, right? So yeah, did you it doesn't necessarily. That? I mean, that's a big deal. It goes plus one, plus one. We haven't done that since so Elspeth. If you the, the props with it is if I play that, it's on turn five, right? And I put yeah. it to five. There might already be a desecration demon in play, mm-hmm. which means he's just dead. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> excuse me. But you get I, your card back. Maybe. Yeah, but like you, you don't get your five mana investment back. You could. I mean, you can get another Johnny. You could reveal yeah, another just, Johnny and put it right in your yeah, hand. So that it, tempo just disappears. But the problem right is your opponent your keeps hand. getting free mana and he's just smashing your face, right? That's a that's a not that's not a deal I want. And then is the the ultimate doesn't even win. You know, that's it, does not uh, even it makes you not lose right now. Maybe. Is, like, how, how good is that ultimate? I can't actually conceptualize how good it is to gain 100 life. It's like, kind of a joke, honestly. It's awesome in some cases, but it's not even... Like, a red deck, if you're not doing anything, a red deck might just still kill you if you gained 100 life, right? They can, you can easily imagine possible. situations where they're doing 20 damage a turn. What? What red deck? Like, with, like, some monstrous storm breath or something like that? Well, like red decks nowadays... A storm breath dragon can, just, like... Attack got, with creatures. Okay, when you say red deck, I'm thinking about like bolts to the face or using, you know, um, searing bloods or something red, like that. We're I not mean, they don't do that, that anymore, deck, right? Yeah, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> All right, they play creatures, you know. Yeah, they play one ones. Remember, what was that stupid Foundry Street? Well, there's, like, no, 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 nobody's no, not playing that, that crap. I mean, I mean, they use. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like, got, talking about different flavors of red deck here. But which one are you? Okay, okay, that one. If you get a hundred red deck, I feel real good. The red white deck is never going to let you to be in that position, or they were going to lose. And if you did gain a hundred life, you would win. You would win. By the way, speaking of red. Skull crack? Like, that just seems like the most daggerish, painful. Yeah, but, the, like... but here's the problem. Look, I, I was playing the red white skull crack storm breath dragon, but, you know, last year. Mm-hmm. Problem is, it's awesome when you have the cards and your opponent feels like a jackass. You're mm-hmm. like, oh man, I just have to 100 mana and you're going to kill me, right? Mm-hmm. But every time you're like, oh man, I'm a little tight on mana, maybe I should cast this Chandra's Phoenix. That's the turn that they get you. Yes, you know? Of course. Or, or like, like you just got to sit there with two mana open for your stupid skull crack the entire game. Although this it one is stressful. on the board at least. I mean, you know, they're, they're not playing a Johnny and then gaining a hundred life without. I mean, it's you probably know, better just to skull crack them <laughs> to the get face. the three or like get the no, three yeah. counters off and the, then uh, get them. I just like the hundred and three point life swing off of a skull crack with that ability on this. So deck. Like achievement I, unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> I think that card is very not good. It's like you know, good. I, I don't like Kiora either, right? So mm. you know. Tomohiro Saito's playing green just for Kiora in his... Kiora seems pretty good. How? Dies well, to everything. It doesn't die to a creature that's trying to attack it. I mean, what if there's two of them? If you can't deal with one of them some other way, 
what like what, what have you done the rest of this game? <laughs> this scenario like, is the Kiora <laughs> turn four. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, with you, the Kiora decks. Their plan for the first few turns of the game was temple, 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 temple. They're not casting anything. Yeah, every okay. now and then you're like, detention sphere this, or... Yeah. I mean, then what turn are you no. playing the Kiora? It's just so low-powered if you're going to play it on turn 7. Like, Kiora with syncopate backup or something? Like, it's just not... In my it, opinion, it's not, not that, that exciting. It's hard for there to be an empty board or an even board. You I know, mean, yeah, a reason, or a slight, or a reason, you're one creature behind. Yeah. I and agree. then you play Cure, it's and a, then you're like, right. One, a reasonable sequence is even. like divine verdict. Your board, they untap, they play their next threat, and you play Cure. When they have no cards in hand, and, and you have like six cards in hand, yeah, I agree. That's awesome. Well, but no, no, like, I'm not talking about cards in hand. I'm just saying you wrath the board. They, they you take out their two good creatures. They play a dude. You play Cure. You bubble it. Like that's not even if you play that, two dudes. That means I'm one not saying of them that's going to be great. I'm just saying it. that that is I mean, something that will happen. I assume both of you guys have beaten someone who's ultimated a Cure already, right? Huh? No? Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you, just, you just went into a very deep, bad place for Rashad. Let's just move on. Rashad, how, how many times that? have you ultimated Kiora and lost? No, ask I've, him how many times, times I've ultimated Kiora against him and how that turned out for him. How many times has Marshall ultimated Kiora against Just you? twice. But, Did he win but, both times? Well, well, well easy. Game, You're getting ahead of yourself. It was in the same game. <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I'm sorry I have to ask you this question. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, people, people lose after ultimating Kiora. Literally every day, <laughs> you have Magic Online. Somebody's got an ultimate yeah. cure, and the yeah. other guy beats him. It is an inevitability that you will win. It does not win you the game when you when you fire off. The I mean, just that like is true. Rando things like a cyclonic rift will beat you. Well, this right? wasn't limited, so you know he had the mythics and <laughs> I rares. I got him so good, Mike. And you know, I, I had uncommons. You know, I'm 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 trying to steal my way. You know, in this game, into this game, he was at two. I was at how many cures did you have? One. Just one? Yeah. Oh, so you just like, you just slow daggered oh, it? Baby. It was really. Actually, I was like, you know, I gotta turn off. You should, how many turns do you need between the ultimate cure and the second ultimate cure? Well, we had a fully, like, he had most of his creatures on the board. I had used both Nightly to like, not deck myself. We had drawn two so nine nines a turn. Uh, yeah, and then I finally attacked him. It was awesome. He was at 162. All right, this, at one point in this game. This story isn't making me happy. Yeah, let's, let's, right, let's, oh, let's, it makes just, me real yeah, happy. Let's, let's just move on. So, Iris, is that the next one or no? <laughs> is that how you said? Iris? Iris? Iris. 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 Why would they use Iris? Why would they put an E then if they want you to say Iris? Iris. I'm saying Iris. No, I have the pronunciation guide for wizards. It's Iris. Iris. You just do whatever the paper says? Yes. Pretty much. That's, when it comes to pronunciation guys from Watsi, I do exactly That's what no is. way to live. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's the god of victory. Yeah, that's a really ironic name if you think about it. I actually kind of agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're winning a lot. I mean, Maybe I'm wrong. People seem really hyped up on this card, but I'm not a big I've fan I've honestly of been it. thinking about times I would ever want this you know, card. You know yeah. what? All these gods seem, well, at least this cycle of gods, seem to be um, geared for the breaking of stalemates. This one what? certainly does that one. I think the black-white one is the oh, same hold way. Hold on, hold on. But let me tell this. What deck do you want to put this in? We'll so read, it. It. So read it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. read it. Sorry. Okay, so it's um, two red-white, indestructible like all gods, seven loyalty or devotion just like all gods, or all multicolor ones so far. <clears throat> creatures you control can't be blocked except by two or more creatures and prevent all damage that would be dealt to attacking creatures you control. Seven-four. So, we need Devotion 7, right? But I don't think I don't think you need this to be a 7-4 in the deck that you want to play it in. 
You're not playing this because it's a seven four. You're playing this because you like you want one tap, one drop, two drop, three drop. Maybe but, now your one and twos don't attack very well like, anymore, and then you go four drop this guy, and now you're all your guys can just get in. So you're just presupposing that that your opponent wants to block, right? So is this even Th a that, main deck? That is the consider... Like, if this card's good, it's because your opponent has a bunch of creatures and you right. have a bunch of creatures like, and now they can't block. Half the decks in standard just never block. Right. Right, so... That's right. Like, blue white doesn't block. And that makes this card block. a lot worse. Esper like, doesn't block. That's why block. I don't like this thing. I mean, well, I mean the, green, the green base decks block. The green base decks are the ones But the block. white weenie decks don't even block. The no. white weenie decks are braving and swinging with all their yeah, decks. But, but, but red when doesn't you're, block and but, control doesn't block. Like, but, when you're, but when you're the low cast and cost red white deck, the decks that you have the hardest time against are creatures that are slightly bigger and can profitably block sort of and, and attack you. Yeah, things like that. So... It, I think it depends which deck. Like, I don't think the red-white deck would ever want to play that card. It has eight creatures. I think it could go on the sideboard of no, some no. of these decks. If you get in twice... First of all, it has eight creatures. Either they play four Ash Zealot and four... Uh, Phoenix. Four Phoenix or four Phoenix and four Stormbreath Dragon. Mm -hmm. If you get in twice with the Ash Zealot, you don't care if he ever gets in again. But, but maybe this is going in a new deck. Maybe there is an actual Boros deck so that... A white weenie deck? Could be. Could be white weenie splash red for this guy. Some other burn like spells. Like Boros Charm or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see, I don't see, for me, a path of any deck that I would actually want to play that guy in standard. He just seems like poopy. I mean, there me. were red-green decks that were sideboarding, um, what was the red-green enchantment that's similar to this? I like that dog. Look at him. That's like a noble. Like, Rashad likes him too. Uh, he's a nice dog. He's like a hunter. But yeah. no, th there's a red green enchantment that's similar to this. Yeah. Plus four. Right. Kind of does the same thing. From, from Ravnica. What was it called? Whatever. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. The it name was very it. similar. But, yeah. but, but this made it in the sideboard is some of those red green decks when the metagame was. I like the block sometimes. They're, I mean, the mono black deck blocks. Pack rats are a formidable blocker when they're not attacking. Sometimes, you know, at, uh, there's gray, old, uh, gray uh, merchants, gray merchants. That, that are left over just holding up the, the fort. And that dog's being so good. Yeah, it's a very obedient dog. He's not locked down or anything, he's just chilling. No, no it's tied to it. That's part it's of the reason why I like him. No, tied oh, to that. Now tied to it. Yeah, but, but he's also sitting very nicely. He's like the opposite of my kids. But I mean, I mean, this, this is a similar card to other sideboard cards that have been. So you see it as a sideboard card. Yeah, against creature-based decks, if you're playing like white-based aggressive with some red. Yeah, I mean, th this is how this is your reach against decks with um, like green-based creature decks. So that's interesting to me because, like, I feel like even if you don't love the the second set multicolor gods like Afara and Frenax or whatever. Those are those gods are like inspiring people to want to build decks around them, and these guys are just like either you don't like them at all, or like maybe they're a sideboard card, right? So people are like, oh man, I really want to make my wall deck so that I can I can mill you, and people are like, oh, how many horrible cards can I place so that a Fara gets me value, right? <laughs> like seriously, people are just like, oh, I'm gonna get a card, you know? Right. Yeah, there's I mean, easy ways to get cards in that color combination. I, by I've the way. stopped wanting to turn gods on. I mean, if they do. Turn into a creature. You that know, dream is for you. Yeah, it, it's mostly it's it's an it's an indestructible enchantment. No, I'm Thassa, not getting anything out of that. Thassa levels up easy and quick. Yeah, but that's because you you're getting value out of it in the beginning. I think Thassa's so good, and Erebos is really good too. Thassa's awesome. Yeah. Erebos. Yeah, I mean, Erebos is a is a cyborg card. Erebos is a cyborg card, but it's a freak. It's and not it's even a, a dagger. It's like a long sword. Yeah. I, I was a. Uh, 
speaking of Canada, you know, uh, I was playing against KYT a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because he's like got the fire. He's playing in every freaking tournament saw, saw in, in every country. Yeah. He's, he's going, he's like, what should I play? And I'm like, look, my friend GCB won a, a PTQ with Mono Black Aggro. And I've been playing it a, a fair amount. This is a few weeks ago. I really can't lose. I think you should play. Play this deck. Uh, and he's like, all right, let's see how good it is. So, of course, he's a dick. And he's just like, I'm going to play like green, white, black hate. So, uh-huh. just like, like, uh, Fiend Slayer Paladin. All ha- I'm like playing point removal and small guys. And he's playing like hexproof guy, like witch stalker and, <laughs> and, and unflinching courage. Right. So, he's just like, you know guy, hexproof, like, enchantment, enchantment, like, all right, fine. And I'm like, stall on two. Okay, well, like, all right, fine, you win this game. So, like, the second or third games, I'm just like, guy, his deck has no removal, though, right? So I'm just like, guy, guy, Erebos. He's like, why did you side that in? And I'm like, because your deck is nothing but lifelink. By the way, are you going to attack because I have devotion? <laughs> he's like, no. And I'm like, mm, all right, because I'm going to attack. <laughs> this is what happens when you attack with an indestructible. And then, so, game three, I, I, <laughs> I'm like, thought season, but he's got, like, all these... All these uh, revoke existence in his <laughs> 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 He's like, fine, monobike devotion. Not even, sorry. Monobike aggro's gonna smash his black hating neck. was the best. Um, but anyway, speaking of uh, turning on gods, that was that was awesome. Oh, Erebos is awesome. What about Dross, this next is awesome. uh, Shall we move on to yeah. Karanos? Sure. I haven't got the guide for that one. Oh, this guy? No, it has to be in the guide because both of Karanos is already hard. Yeah, but they don't do every card. They try to pick out the hard ones. Okay, well... That's what she said. <laughs> God of the Storms. I would accept Karanos or Karanos. It's probably Karanos. They're supposed to be Greek-inspired, right? So probably Karanos. Yeah, but, you know, some of them are very non-Greekish in their pronunciations. Like, Pelucranos. I don't think that's fair. No, it's Pelucranos? Yeah, Pelucranos. I got it in the guide, Mike. Don't don't mess with the guide. Pelucranos? Pelucranos. Do they want to be like Pelucrinos, god of sissies? I mean, like, <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, he's I supposed mean, to be, he's he's supposed to be like the devourer of hydra. worlds or whatever, right? You know, yeah, he is. He's like devourer of candy canes. <laughs> Dude, candy canes are delicious. Delicious, I'll devour them. All right, so three blue, bl- three blue, red. Um, same multicolored god stats, and what he does is reveal the first card you draw on each of your turns. Whenever the reveal card is a land. Uh, you draw a card. Uh, whenever the reveal card is not a land, you get to bolt something. Three damage to target creature or player. That seems like a lot of That's models. insane. It's a six five. Bolt something? You just get something every time, right? Yeah, you just bolt something. You or mean, you draw a card. I'm, I don't understand why you think... You draw that, an extra card. No. You just... Yeah. Oh, you draw a land. Yeah, you draw the land, basically. What? You just draw the land? Yeah, you reveal the or first card. Mm-hmm. If it's a land, you draw a card. It's a land. So you, it's a trigger. So you, it's a trigger. You, you brick if you hit a land? No, 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 no. So you go to your draw step yeah. and you draw a card. Uh-huh. So this guy, you, you reveal it. Yeah. If it's You're a like, land, you I'm draw. drawing this card. So now if you reveal a land, uh-huh. you draw a card. So you get a second card. You get card. a second card. But the one of them's a land. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Your draw card is a land. But if you, don't, and if you reveal anything else, you, and you just get to lightning bolt something. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of mana, but that's a lot. You're getting a lot back. So I don't understand why you think that... The black-white one, for substantially less mana, mm-hmm. isn't necessarily worth a card. But this one you love. 
Well, because this one I see more like in a in a control deck. Like I, I if we're this, limited, you're saying. So it's just a five yeah. mana no, no, like Holland mine. Like or I don't think you can lose. Like as long as you're in a like remotely stable board state and you resolve this thing in limited, like you're just either Howling mining or just starting to bolt down their creatures. Like this thing's insane. Yeah, but I, I, I th obviously this card's good. But all I'm saying is I yeah. think the other card's also good. Yeah, if, if you're in a remotely stable board state with the other gods, you're in the same. That's situation. that's what I'm saying. I disagree. I think this guy yeah. is... This one just sits there and just takes over. The other one does not. You can die. Like, you just can easily just die in that ability. But you can easily them. die to big creatures with this one, right? So, sure. well, think about the kind of deck that you're playing. You know, I might I mean, not, it's like I might not be true a, of all the gods, to a, a savant of, of Theros Limited, but I've drafted <laughs> my, my fair share of black, of uh, blue-red decks, and I know how you lose. You lose to, well, like, a 7-6. You lose a by drafting six. a blue-red deck, for starters, <laughs> if you're playing Theros yeah, you Limited. You know what I'm saying? Like, you lose to a 7-6. Like, that, that's like... That's like the there are no seven sixes. You have not drafted Jesus this. Bro. I know you haven't six drafted four. this. Six four. Just Probably a guy, one. a big guy. Okay. There's no. no six fours. There's no seven sixes. A guy sixes. that's bigger than three. Okay. That's how you lose I'm with those kind you of out, decks. I'm calling you out, You have not drafted Thera. I have not. You have zero, one. zero yeah, times. I got you. Zero times. I got you. But I'm, I, I've lost with blue red decks in the past. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same concept. That I believe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that one results. Uh, yeah, I think that card is. I, I think that. Here's the thing. I can imagine many times when I would play this card. How is it in Constructed? Can you that, do that, this in Constructed? That, that's what, yeah, I'm, that's uh -huh. what I'm saying, but yeah. like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure like if this card is better than a Thought, thought Flare, that's the one that's blue-red mm -hmm. and three, draw four, discard two. I'm not sure this is better than a Thought Flare ever, mm -hmm. right? Right, right. And I'm com I'm, uh, if I'm playing this kind of a deck that, that I'm imagining this, don't I want my don't I want my mana open to defend myself yes. with, you know, Absolutely. Dissolves and Syncopates and Th this reminds Lightning me of, Strikes? Uh, what's it called? Um, Assemble the Legion, where it's like you take an entire turn off from being able to interact with anything, and you will win the game eventually. But like but they have that in common. I don't know. The, no, the no, whole no, no, exponential no. thing with Assemble the Legion made it a lot. Assemble better. the Legion. I, I feel like if you're drawing either two cards a turn or just killing the thing per turn, you're going to win. I, I think event, these are bolts. So Assemble the Legion got to a certain place in the universe mm -hmm. when it's basically only present in your deck. When if it's left unchecked, it will win the game, right? So yeah. Assemblation is pretty bad against some kind of opponents, and oh, it's, yes. it's very, very good against others. Yeah. But the problem is when you play Assemblation against, let's say, Mono Black Control, you put them into you put them into a devil's bargain. They either race you with Gray Merchant of Asphodel, or they're dead in three turns, right? right? But they can still race you with Gray Merchant of Asphodel. You're like, I'm going to now play a game where if you draw a sufficient number of Gray Merchant of Asphodel, right. you will race me. Right. And if you draw any other combination of cards, I will kill you. Right. right? But the, the, the problem with this is, like, it's nowhere near that, right? It's going to take seven turns to kill them. Mm. If uh, you're lucky. And it's not inevitable, right? So the, the thing it about Assemble the Legion is, even I if they've got Bile Blights, right? Uh-huh. Like, you might Bile Blight seven tokens, you're getting attacked for lethal next turn anyway. I mean, I, I think that card is inevitable. I mean, you if, if nothing changes for the yeah. for foreseeable future, you are going to either just bolt no, them to death I mean, or draw enough cards to That's not inevitable. Like, that's, that's true of any card. Any card that that has power and toughness, like I, I don't know, what was the name of that guy from? Uh, he's like costs eight and he's like a one one, uh, and he, he's only in your deck because scornful yeah, egotist. scornful egotist will kill somebody in sufficient time. Well, that's okay. also true. No, what I mean is, so each players are each deploying one card per turn, but you're drawing an extra one or bolting something for free. Like you're going to win that game. I mean, if you have Howling Mind and they don't, no, you are going to win that no, game. No, think think about the conditions of Assemble if, the if Legion, time right? Goes on, yeah. if, if your opponent has Assemble the Legion does it better. Has, no, no, no. I'm just saying the the condition Assemble Legion puts a black player into. Either you do this specific thing. Or, or I win the game, right? You're crusty. 
So now think about Assemble the Legion versus a black-white player, right? So black-white players play Blood Baron and Viscopa mm -hmm. and or Obsidat instead of instead of um, Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Mm -hmm. Those guys don't beat Assemble the Legion. Sure. They have to draw a lot of Bioblades, which they probably don't even play, or they're definitely raced, right? It doesn't even matter that they're getting life they're getting life gain. They're like, alright, gain four life. I'm like, alright, attack you for twelve next turn. Like it's really then they can't swing back because <laughs> this race is really not in their favor in a short amount of time. I'm just saying if I'm playing a control deck and I want my win condition to be X, yeah. this reminds me of that. It's like it's sorcery speed, it sets you up to win the game if the game goes long, but it doesn't necessarily get you to that point. And they it just it just reminds me of it in that way. I'm not like trying to draw some like direct comparison. They're obviously different cards that have upsides and downsides. I'm just saying if these stick on the on the battlefield for a while and you're not in a point where you're like just about to die, you're probably gonna win that game. So it's just it, it has a huge downside of being like Kronos just doesn't push the issue the same way that um, so, like mm -hmm. Assemble Allegiance does. So what the, the way I think Legion. of it is, it's just one you Legion. can't play you can't play that many you can't play that many yeah. cards of this class in a deck that's competitive, right? No, they cost a lot, right? So I mean, even Assemble Allegiance asking a lot. No, you play four though usually because you really want to draw it. That card's in the sideboard. Yeah. I see that more in the sideboard than like. Yeah, but you play four. Oh, in this board, right? you yeah. mean? So red-white decks play four because they, they typically don't have a lot of blue to, to gotcha. get to it. So they're using their, their temples to draw Assemble the Legion the turn that they want it and not get it thought-seized, right? Mm -hmm. And or if they get it thought-seized, they need to set up their one on turn five, right? That's that's how they're... That's, obviously, this doesn't work out this every single time. Sure, that's their sure. plan. Sure. Um, but I'm thinking decks that can play Karanos in standard could also probably play Aetherling. Which, if you wanna, if you wanna go down the line that you're talking about, Aetherling does that job way better way than Karanos. Better. Okay? Absolutely. Like Aetherling's like, give me three, give me two turns. Forget about three turns. He's right. dead. He's dead. Okay. Yeah. And planeswalkers die, and like, yeah, yeah like, it just gets way better. Whatever job you need Aetherling to do, he does that job. Now, yeah. obviously, he's asking for a bit. Yeah. But that that guy, he's like, I yeah. don't know. He, he's yeah. like I, Jack I don't think Bauer. is very good. Well, how about this? Let, let's think about block constructed because you know. Is that a format this year? So, I mean, we don't have Aetherling, we don't have Assemble Legion. Um, does Karanos do what we wanted to do if we were like some blue, red, splash, maybe you need another to start third color? Block, Mike. I didn't even know block was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Think about it's not it. that far There's off either. It's like, what, a month-ish? It's oh, May. It's further than that. Yeah. It's May. May, middle of May. Well, I think blue or black devotion decks probably have the advantage in, in that format, right? Black especially. I don't know. It's I, I haven't looked at the stacked. format because until the rest of these Journey to Nyx cards comes out, it's kind of like you don't want to overcommit too much to figuring everything out. Yeah, I mean, out. like maybe yeah. red gets a card that's like R RFG target enchantment. These cards don't look very good anymore. <laughs> okay, but let's just assume that all these blue and red cards together all right, form, pay one. form, form <laughs> a constructed deck because right now we, we see that they're not forming a very good limited deck. It's hard to draft that deck. So. Yeah. It's probably easier to construct something blue and red and have the tools you need to control the game and finish someone off with a Karanos. Do, do you know what I think is missing? Like a Farseek. Mm. For, like, there's a peregrination. For the format. I mean, like, you want to just draw five lands and tap five lands and play that? That's so... That's so pedestrian. You mean this one? Oh, yeah. That's, there, aren't there, Come on. There's way, well, there are... It's like very 2000. Oh, no, no, no. You, I mean, let's say that you're a rug like deck. Let's say like, that you're green, red, blue. Yeah. Now you have two Voyager Satyrs. You have Voyager Satyr and you have um, Kira's Follower. So now you're, you're ramping. Am I, am I too poor? I couldn't afford Sylvan Carrioted? Yeah, you got that one too. Whichever one you want. You, you, yeah. you, have, you have them all. 
at your Yeah, yeah, I could summon this thing. So, so we're summoning this guy, and, and he's winning the game for us? Look, I mean, you, the shell needs to be there that you can go super long. Like, I want this to be the last thing I, I cast after the dust is settled. I've dealt with the majority of threats. I've got my opponent down to one card in hand or top decking or whatever. I played this thing, and now I feel like I can take over the game. But I just feel like there's probably going to be an aggressive enough deck, even in block, where you just don't get to take a turn off being like, I'll cast this, this god that never gets active and probably takes a long time an, for me to win. Probably an answer deck card, not a threat deck card, right? right? The problem is... I'm just thinking about the cards that are are going to go with him, uh -huh. and the cards are going to be like, anger the gods, dissolve, right? All oh, we're these, wrapping the wrong way then. All these things that cost, <laughs> all these things that cost three, but don't even beat an on curve big guy. And that, that's that's the only thing that I'm, I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. Hey, what if they play a four four? Oh, it's super sketchy. Like, I, I, I played I played a temple and they played a four four. I'm like. Might I just lose now because <laughs> because I, yeah. Yeah, I've been I mean, there too many times. All the gods have been like this, right? I mean, like they haven't like outside of Thassa, which only costs three mana, and has proven at least with the combination of cards. And Erebos has been around. I mean, if but it's, it's like still play second fiddle to like other similar things in the deck, right? Like you play, sometimes I play one in the main, otherwise they're just in the board. Anything that's in the board, I'm not, you're not a stud. You're on the bench. Like, you yeah. might be really good, I mean, like you might be six man, but I'm not giving you any stud status if you're Air in a Air is mostly just greed with a, um, yeah. nah, with nah, nah, nah. like, the, you can't gain life part time. I'm, I'm, Every now and then, it's a five, seven, like, it attack. depends. That guy's like, if you're playing against blue-white like control... Not nice. It's not being sighted in to become a 5-7. I completely you disagree with you. You found a, a niche where it's like, oh, this guy can't kill I think any of my creatures. Sometimes this is an option. you bring Erebos in against Esper and blue-white control, and he's greed, and they can't be greed. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. okay that's, that's some of the okay, time, right? That's, that's one. But then the other time is like, you're playing against a deck, like a green-based deck, where you don't have all flyers, where they could never beat your guys unless you sent them into combat. Now you have a guy that's better than their entire squad who will wear them to bits. They can't attack into him, and you can't attack into them at the point that you're comfortable. I actually think that's a real thing to do with Erebus. And, like, if you've got spare, if you've got spare life, then draw the cards. But if it's me, if I'm going into block here, my first, my first instinct's going to be Tormented Hero, Herald of Torment, Pain Seer. Deck's ready-made for me already. Mm -hmm. I'd probably play, like, a bunch of, a bunch of temples... Uh, I mean, probably not gonna play Master of the Feast. That guy seems like that guy seems like poison. Which one is that? Uh, it was my preview card today. I didn't read it. Um, I was supposed to get Godsend, but then they accidentally spoiled it. Oh, <laughs> so like, like mm, instead Master of the Feast. <laughs> but Godsend would have been. Yeah, it's, it's kind of my fault. So they didn't tell me which order I was supposed to write them in. Mm. And in the email attachment, the the one one Merfolk I got was the first one. Does so it I just, say week one? So I did. See, that's what happened to me. <laughs> so I did them in the opposite order, uh, but that was the first email attachment. So I, like, I didn't know. I'm like, uh, the Godsend seems way more exciting. I'll just do this one first. And then they're like, Oh, so I accidentally spoiled it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, All right. And then Master of the Feast is so much worse than Godsend. I think Godsend gets a lot of flack from it. That card seems sweet. I, I like it. It seems good too. I mean, we, were, we I was talking about with Ben Stark in the booth. We we talked about it a little bit and. We, we came to a pretty nice agreement. I, I came down a little bit more towards the, the pro side of it, but, you know, real, real honest, easy situation. Of course, we're talking limited here, right? But it's like you cast a thing, you go to equip it, they bounce your guy, they kill your guy. You're down six mana, you get hit by a bunch, and then you go to equip it again. Now, if it sticks there, like, your opponent can't enter combat. 
like they just don't get to ever interact with your creature on any level blocking attacking or anything and you should be able to take over the game but if you're under a ton of pressure you could definitely lose after you know ca casting equipping and re-equipping since the equip cost is so expensive I and mean, it's only one more than a sword once a lot but like the, once a ton so the, well the issue isn't really how much it costs compared to other equipment. Is this that it's just there's three's all, a lot. Yeah, well three's a lot and six is a lot. But I mean for six mana you could bestow a you know an emissary on one of your guys. I mean and mm -hmm. if it gets killed in response then you have an emissary. Got a guy. Yeah you have an emissary. Yeah. It is a three three it's got a body. And you know you don't lose as much tempo. It's just the right. the tempo loss in this um, format where you know, they did all these things to not let you lose tempo off or move so, spells like that. You're you're playing back into the old school of now I'm giving you a chance to beat me on this other axis by, you know, just time walking. Exactly. And you're also playing into the fact that they can benefit from this tempo game that we've just talked about. Like where they're just bestowing a guy and hitting you. And you're like, okay, well I spent a bunch of mana to try to get this stupid equipment online. And then they're like, Nimbus Nyad, my guy hit you and you're just like well i was gonna block but now i can't block and like there's definitely ways that that thing can be bad but overall i came down on it's still a good card like, he said he might not first pick it i said like i'm taking that card yeah. like that card just the, makes combat impossible there's all kinds of things like what if i just like played it on turn three and they've got a two two right mm -hmm. like there's very little downside there and at mm -hmm. some point in the future i'll equip it right yeah. i don't have to give him a huge opening exactly okay? or or you know, we're in. We've just been trading the whole game, and I ripped this thing. Good luck beating it, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's. You don't have to. You don't have to always be in the situation where you're playing the exact perfect sequence for them to destroy you. Right. Right. Oh, but I forgot to say this when you guys said you were going to Bathhouse. Brian's like, oh, can you do a Katz's cast with the guys? I'm like, oh, I don't think I do Katz's cast. And I was about to say, but I would do a Bauhaus cast. <laughs> and then they were like, and then he was just like, oh, they're at Bauhaus now. Before I even said that, and I'm like. Sorry. Wah, wah. sorry, sorry. Brian David, asshole. Wow. Jeez. Oh, um, All right. Anyway, next, more ne goals. Next, we, we have a crew fix. We have a crew fix. God of like Horizons. the most confusing line of wait, text wait, wait. on what is, ever. I haven't seen this. Oh, is that the blue-green one? It is the blue-green one. That one stinks. Three. <laughs> three <laughs> Spoiler <green>. alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not that good. But, you know, that's just... Michael Flores talking. All right, so same deal as all the other um, multicolor gods. Um, the first ability it has is you have no maximum hand size. I want to get your thoughts on that first. Don't care. Do you know how many times that's ever happened to me? About every week, but only when I'm discarding because I'm monoscrewed on turn two. Yeah, it turns out seven's enough. Yeah, yeah. it's plenty of cards. Is, is seven enough? Yeah. I thought eight was enough. You get to hold on to the other ones for a while. Like, <laughs> Alright, so now. Every week, though, I have this issue. Never when I have five spare. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now. If unused mana would empty from your mana pool, that mana becomes colorless instead. Which is what, is, what does a, that mean to you? Is, what does that mean to you? It's just a um, puzzling That means that like your mana pool doesn't actually empty. You just accumulate. So if I have like if I tap for whatever reason uh, seven mana for my storm breath dragon, and I've got RR left, instead of it clearing, or back in the day I would have taken two mana burn, right? Mm -hmm. But instead of it clearing, I just get two now, and then in the future I'm always going to have that two until I spend it on something. That's what it means to me. See, that's what it means to me as well. Pretty straightforward, Marshall. Come on, you can't tell me you just read that and we're like, oh no, yeah, I had to think better. about it yeah, for a while. It's like you look at it and you're like, wait, what? It, does it disappear? Well, does I, I guess it I just colorless and then empty. I, from I, I know how you're replacement reflects. You were uh, what, like a level three or something? I, I level was two, level three, no, judge. No, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, no, the, it's easy for people like you, no, for the, us normal people, the you have reason to read it a couple times. I, I got to that conclusion was like, why would they commit all this text yeah. if it didn't do something? Right, so... I mean, like, I look back at Omnath, and Omnath specifically says, you know, green mana does not empty from your mana pool. It's but like, they, okay, I get it, it stays in my mana pool. Yeah, this but, that's, is like but this saying, is slightly different. But this, because, has, got a, I know. But this has got, like, all saying, the... God indestructible text. I wouldn't, they I wouldn't use mind it in a little parenthesis well, it does not empty from your mouth. Well, if, like if, if you look, room. yeah, that, I think that was also yeah. the issue. They didn't have enough room yeah. um, on this card because the gods Blame have... Blame Yeah, I mean, the gods have to say that they're indestructible. They yeah. have to count their devotion. And then that's, yeah. that's half of the text And box. I feel real bad for him, but still, it's confusing. I mean, you figure it out. It's yeah. not a big deal. But it's just one of those this, things where you read it and it's like... I think if you give this to, like, the guy that buys his fat pack at Target, and he's just like, I don't, what the hell does this do? When I first played, my friends thought you could ray of command on somebody else's turn and just whack them. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, on, my, on the other guy's I turn. Like that. <laughs> Look, it, awesome. says, it says it can attack this turn. Yeah. I'm like, yo. Yeah, I mean, they've dick. obviously done they a really good you job with templating generally. Goblin guide somebody short. else's card. So you wouldn't want to play a, a goblin deck against a guy with goblin guide. He could sacrifice your goblin and nug you for five. Do you like this card, Rashad? You love uh, mana, I, making I, big mana. I do like mana, but I, I, I usually wrap in more conventional ways. Not, Make you know, it an elf. Not, not, you know, paying five and then it's waiting until I untap. To make that five the, into ten, the next next time. The, the model that that I work from when trying to evaluate new cards is this model that Patrick Shapen taught me, which is not like whether a card is just objectively good or bad. But can I imagine a situation I would want this? Mm -hmm. And then how do I price the situation I would want this? Mm -hmm. Right. So if you look at Splinter Twin, right, that's not a card that's just like, oh yeah, because getting random value that costs me a card is just and good. It's risky. It is yeah. risky. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it like. You're like, you're like, if that's all it ever did, right? If there were no Pestermites in the world, you'd right. be like, this would be a marginal card yeah. to play, right? Yeah. But, then, but when you put it into, into a context where, oh, your opponent just tapped out for Jace the Mind Sculptor, oh, he's dead. He's dead. Okay, like, <laughs> that, that now the card becomes awesome, game, right? right? So the problem I have with, with I was going to say Omnath, like <laughs> Krufix, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Is that a lot of stuff's got to be going for you for this guy to do anything. Like, let's win some more. Like, he's just doing nothing. If like six things aren't going for you, this this is pretty close to a do nothing, even even for me. Yeah, no. even, even the the, it's, the, it's the hand size thing doesn't affect anything immediately, and he doesn't. You know, what one thing you might expect after reading that, and the thing that I expected when I read it was like, well, he's going to help me break that, right? Like his hand size, doesn't. so I'm going to be drawing cards, yeah. and he just doesn't do that. So yeah, I don't, I don't like this card at all. I, I think like he's a little sad face. I think if, if you have two Bant decks fighting against each other, face. does the one that has Krufix <laughs> actually have the advantage? Right? If all of, the, eyes. all of the things are held equal, one guy draws Krufix, the other guy draws... Okay, so, so from your poker background, okay? Mm -hmm. Even Stevens. Mm -hmm. Blue-green blue -green three, okay? Okay. Bant mirror. Even Stevens otherwise. Nothing's getting countered this turn. Mm -hmm. One guy's got Krufix, the other guy's got Urban Evolution. Who do you think's going to win? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like snapping at Urban Evolution. Urban Evolution guy's going to shit right. on the Krufix what, guy, right? One person has Krufix and the other one just doesn't have anything. <laughs> it's still a push. It's just How about push. this? One guy's got Krufix, the other guy draws a Temple of Mystery. Okay? Right. I think I think Krufix beats the Temple of Mystery. Yeah, but yeah. heads up, straight up, it does. But Krufix versus Urban Eventually. Evolution? Yeah. Urban Evolution guy's going to yeah. win, right? For sure, right? The thing that I don't understand is, like, uh, what do I do? Like, am I just supposed to look at X spells or something? Like, how do I... If this is good, like, how does it ever become good? Am I... I don't, this is a kind of card what do you that, do with that feeds inevitability, meta? right? If you've already got a position where you would win a long game, uh -huh. I guess he accelerates your long game? <sighs> that seems redundant. 
It is. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Like, when Brian David Marshall invented Upheaval Tog, which he did at, mm-hmm. at States that year, mm-hmm. I was just like, I didn't understand it because he didn't figure out Psychotog yet. So he just had Shadow Mage Infiltrator. And he's crushing this idiot with, like, he's got two Shadow Mage Infiltrators. He's just, like, drawing three cards a turn, right? Mm-hmm. This other guy's never going to win. And then BDM Upheaval, Upheaval Infiltrators him, Upheaval Johnny. Because, like, I'm, like, looking at this, and I'm, like... We run three cards a turn. It's got like infinity aether bursts, undermines, whatever, whatever kind of awesome interactive blue black cards you would want. He could never come back. Why did you just even the game? You know, and he's like, no, I started the game, but I have a shadow mage infiltrator, and I'm, I played the first land, and it's sweet, you know. And I'm like, and what if that guy had like an innocent blood or something? It would stink. That was a card. Yeah, it was a card. Yeah. Right and. And, uh, I mean, he, I watched one game, and he, like, he crushed the guy, right? Obviously, like, he, he's like, no, 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 this upheaval card's really powerful. And I said, upheaval's only powerful if you can set up a situation where you're just going to get him the next turn or so. That that accelerates inevitability. But the other reason upheaval is so good is that when Chainer's Edict and so forth got got printed, Psychotogs in the abstract were no longer inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like, before, he'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. is the ultimate attrition card. You trade non-cards for cards and eventually you kill them, mm-hmm. right? But all of a sudden when it's all edicts and the edicts have card advantage built in, you needed to constrict the opponent's mana or otherwise he was going to kill all your psychotics. That changes things. This guy, he does give you an advantage, but you need something to do with it. And you would have yeah. already had the advantage. That's the that's the thing. It's like yeah. playing Compulsion and Grizzly. Grizzly, what's that? I'm sorry. Ghastly... Ghastly, Ghastly remains. Ghastly remains. So it's it's it rebuys the card for, for, for BBB, right? So it's a creature, and if it's in your graveyard, you could pay BBB to, to rebuy it. So BDM would play a, a deck that had Compulsion and Ghastly remains. And I'm like, aren't you just crushing him with Compulsion already? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I get an extra card. I'm like, for five mana. <laughs> <laughs> like that just seems horrible. So, so basically, it was squee, except you had to pay mana. Extra BBB. It's squee for BBB. BBB. Yeah, I don't think I, you could look at uh, Ghastly Remains. Is he? So I'm like, how many of these do you need? He's like, oh, you just play one in your deck. So I need to compulsion. Is to it the green black god on that thing? It's not. He stinks. But he's not on here. Just talk about him anyway. Do you know what he does? Yeah. So the green black god is some size, like five four, he's five five, five, yeah, five, five four. four for. GB1, okay, and his name is Dog Shit, God of Dog Shit. And, and he's, I don't think that's his name. He's but. indestructible, and if you've got, you know. Farika, it has to be Farika. It's Farika. Yes, and if you got, like, any, he's God of Pestilence or something? No. God of no. the Plague, God of the Plague. Plague, sure. Okay. So, uh, he's 5'4, you say? But his ability is like, I'm like, oh man, the, the black white God I could see playing, maybe this God is playable. But his ability is GB, RFG a creature from a graveyard. That person puts a 1-1 into play. A 1-1 death, death touch into play, right? Yeah. So, like, if I, like, you know, Farika your, your squee to take from... Now you get a 1-1 death touch. Yeah, well, you don't have to do that. Then why am I playing the card? Because you're green-black and you're milling yourself. I'm, why am I milling myself? Oh, you, you're, in, you're in Rashad's wheelhouse you, now. <laughs> you've, you've never milled yourself for, you know, say, to... You know, like with Conley's deck? Oh, yeah, like, like the, the Seder that, like, turns over five yeah, cards or, for yeah, no yeah, other Gris- text? Grizzly Salvage. Yeah. I, I, I gotta tell you, this isn't really the kind of thing I want to do in life. How about in block? 
Mabes. You don't even have good reanimation. I, oh, I guess you have whip. You Whip's do, good. You have whip. You have you just have grave diggers that are you know four three bodies. You have um, you have the seven mana bring them all back. All right, that's a playable. You have um, there's something else. I mean, you just have grindy cards too. And you got like the Gigundo guys, right? That are monstrous. Yeah, and you cheap. have you have like Nemesis Immortals, which just counts the cards that are in there. Yeah, okay. It becomes like a five five for GG. Yeah, that's a playable block deck. I um, believe you. Like, this is something you could do in block. And the, there's a new card that you mill five. No, you mill six. Well, you you look at six. You get up to two enchantments. Uh, up to three. Up to three enchantments. Put them in your hand. And gods are enchantments, right? So, um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of creatures that are enchantments too, and the rest go to the yard. So you, you're bending cards while getting your bending land a drops. Lot of cards. Did we talk about all the gods and all the planeswalkers and all the golds already? Um, there was one calling. more gold uh, that had constellation. Um, What's actually, constellation. You want me to bring it up? It's um, oh the, the, the black white one. Yeah, the black white constellation is when a when it or another enchantment would enter the battlefield, it triggers. Oh, this guy I like. Underworld yeah. Coinsmith? Yeah, this guy seems pretty decent. He's really good. Yeah, I'll read it. It's, it's black-white for a 2-2 enchantment creature, human cleric. It's got Constellation. Whenever Underworld Coinsmith or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. That's fine. Uh, you can play uh, white-black and pay a life to have each opponent lose a life. I think that card's really good. What does it go in? Like, how does this work? No, you make a deck with it, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's a black-white bear uh-huh. with upside. So Which are, is, what are one mana en- enchantments that you would be willing to pay? Hope for Eidolon. What? Hope for Eidolon. Mm, I wouldn't really play that, but what are there other Are ones? we blocking or are we no, no, standard? No, let's just standard for, to begin okay, with. Okay, because it's standard. Because there's no... There's, is there... There's no... Um, I mean, there's like... There's um, There's no negative two, negative two enchantment for black right now, right? That was from... No, that was dead two blocks No, there yeah. is um, Ethereal Armor. Like, you can make an Ethereum on deck. Yeah, that, that's this actually a great right example. I don't feel that we should really talk about that without BDM here, though. Oh, because well, he, he loves betraying. We can just he touch on it. How about that? We can just touch right. on it. But, like, imagine this, right? All I do is I play this jackass, right? For B, B white, right? And I just get this guy, and he has a... We are officially closed. Oh. You guys are totally cool to stay here. I'm checking if you have any dishes. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're all good. Thank you. Thank you. We can just throw those away. So... You just play him and he has a cool trigger, right? Yeah. And sometime later in the future of the, the game, you can you can use his ability. You don't have to. What happens on third turn, you just, like, play an Underworld Connections. Isn't that sweet? That's an Underworld Connections. Right? Sweet. That's just yeah. a card that you would play. And you know what I like to do is gain a life right before I start using my Underworld Connections. I mean, I, it's a I, free card. I mean, I like count, um, Eidolana Countless Battles instead. On That's not three. bad. I like that a lot better than drawing a card. These let's cards just, don't really just... go well with each other, but, yeah, they seem good. No, no, no. I mean, this goes with... Um, what, what's the Constellation guy? It's called, what is he called? Coinsmith. Yeah, Coinsmith. I think it goes with Coinsmith. Yeah, yeah. You, you gain a life. No, no, it he, does. He pumps your, your, um, your Eidolon. And he gives you reach, and the, and the yeah. Coinsmith gives so, you reach for after you hit him for a the, million. The yeah. way I look at it is, you have, a, you have a card like Underworld Connection, which is like objectively considered a really good card, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's got like some interesting synergy with this, with this guy. What about cards like Herald of Torment? It's sure. pretty objectively considered a pretty good card. Yeah, it's got some extra. It's got some extra juice. Okay, what about cards like? I mean, I, without now, now we're branching off into additional colors a little bit, but this is probably pretty reasonable. How about Detention Sphere? That's objectively considered a pretty good card. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'll go. Let's go. Uh, see, now, now we're getting kind of mid-rangey we're, we're and mixing and, it up a little yeah, too much. For we you. don't want to. We don't want to 
two two for two so, in this deck. So I don't he, think. Like the, the deck that's attention sphering and like gaining card advantage, you know, on turn four so with with. Um, what you if know, you have two different kinds of two drops in your deck? So this is actually something I've been thinking about. Where and I was just like, I just don't know if the payoff is big enough. Okay, that's where I'm like, I keep making these decks, and I'm just like, this payoff isn't isn't enough for me. But maybe add, adding something like Coinsmith would change it, like because I would then change my card advantage engine to Underworld Connections, because now it makes sense. Okay. But I was just like, you know what seems like it really goes well together? I'm not sure why no one's even tried this. Is is Packrat and Afara, okay? Okay. Like, Packrat and Afara seem like they were made for made for each other, like yeah. peanut butter and jelly. They dance real nice. And, yeah. like, nobody's even tried this. And I'm like, well, Afara's kind of horrible in a Packrat deck, right? Mm -hmm. But if but if you got, like, and you only have to do it once, right? So you, have, you have Afara on turn four, play your fifth land, untap, play play Packrat, Pack go. It survives, you draw, right? Your opponent, like, even if he deals with your pack rank, you're like, even if he deals with your Afara, right? You're like, I'm going to go and I'm going to set up a trigger for my Afara, make another pack rat, right? Your opponent just now actually had to interact with you, and you're up a little bit. You're up a lot. Because you draw a card on their turn, and you draw yeah. an extra card on your turn. Like, this yeah. is pretty and you're getting pack rats. And you're pack yeah. ratting them as well. This is pretty substantial, right? I'm like, I don't know why no one's ever tried this. If you add these guys together, you add Coinsmith, Underworld Connection, maybe Detention Sphere, Afara, and pack rat, by the way, these are all very good cards in different kinds of decks. The argument against them, typically speaking, is that they don't have synergy with they, each other. They don't go well together. By the way, now they do. Okay, mm -hmm. You have now successfully glued together these cards that don't normally go well together. And I'm not sure if that's an elite deck. These are all awfully good cards. You know, the thing that keeps coming back to my mind is we were talking about Athreos earlier, and I was saying not a big fan of it for limited. You know, maybe it'll be okay, but... I want to play that in constructed. You know, if we're talking about the Coinsmith, all of a sudden, where we get a two drop that is two pips towards Nathrios, and we were talking earlier, uh, just a few minutes ago, about underworld connections as well. Like, the, the caveat to these gods is they it's hard to make them a creature, right? Yeah. But when they're a creature, they're ridiculous. Like, yeah. in limited or in limited, they are fantastic. In limited or limited. In or limited or limited, yeah. <laughs> So in either one, though, right, they're fantastic. And, you know, now I can start seeing a world where we can make Athreos into a guy and start beating down with it. You know, the card that keeps popping in my mind, I don't know if it'll be around for much longer, but was uh, Zathrid Necromancer. You know, that's the thing that you, if they wrath you, you punish them anyway. Mm -hmm. and then if they Or take you wrath yourself, of, which that sure. Graham predicted that. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, they t if, if they if they want to don't want you to have it back in your hand, which they definitely don't want you to have it back in your hand, they got to take a bunch of damage. If, if your game plan is I'm going to beat you down, that's really good. Uh, if they just let it die, well, I mean, you're going to get, it's dying anyway, so you're going to get all the tokens. I don't know. I, I'm starting to see, like, some, you know, you could have Pack Rat in there, too, which, of course, it's pips count on its, you know, counters, so, uh, on its uh, Typically, tokens. I don't even like Pack Rat in standard. Like, oh, I don't okay. think it's you're, that good. You're not the Pack Rat So guy. the 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 reason I I, I I try to watch trends and, like, see, 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 see what does well. So the argument I always had is, like, people are like, oh... Dark Confidant's so good. It's like one of the best two drops ever. I'm like, I understand that. And I was a huge supporter of Dark Confidant when it first came out. By the way, the first Pro Tour was ever legal in, I, you know, my friend Dave Williams was playing for Top 8 and then killed himself by flipping a, a Flametongue Kabu. <laughs> like, all right, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this card anymore. <laughs> then I spent the next several years just beating people with their own Dark Confidants because they were like, oh, man, this card's so good. Card advantage. I'm like, well, what if I just play a game where you kill yourself? Right. You know, like, how quick can you... I mean, uh, the Pro Tour that summer... Pat Sullivan literally hit run his own Dark Confidant because he's just like he flips a hit run he's like I know what I'm doing with this hit run yeah. <laughs> like, like, sorry Bobby right like, yeah. okay, like, <laughs> um, you know, I was watching this camera match uh, no it wasn't camera match it was a feature match 
some like Dutch pro with a bunch of Grand Prix top eights that year is playing against somebody with a dark confidant. Guys are second turn dark confidant. Other guys like char it, dark confidant like you know some other insane like demon fire it. You know like some a third dark confidant you just like send some other like you know uh, four mana burn spell at it. I looked at him and I'm like, if you just let him keep one of those three Dark Confidants, you would have done 12 points of damage yeah, to him. You don't even know how to play against this card. He was asking for you to beat him. Instead, he beat you. Like, right. All you did was one for one, and where he's tapping two and you're tapping four. That's horrible, okay? So I'm just like, yeah, I understand it's good, but the reason that I, I came down against Dark Confidant so much is if you watch Extended, which is the main format that Dark Confidant was playing in, you know, it's before... Now modern. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, now, now obviously modern is before Legacy got big in like 2011 or whatever. <laughs> if you watch the trends of the decks that had Dark Confidant, if you look at a deck like Chase Rares, Chase Rares became next level blue, right? Look at a deck like Domain Zoo, whether or not it was based on getting plus five, plus five with Tribal Flames or not, it, there's the previous Domain Zoo that was just good cards, you could, you yeah, could yeah. just play four colors or whatever. The trend in that deck from going to that deck to, to Saito was every deck that had Dark Confidant immediately got better by taking out Dark Confidant, right? Like, Chasers became so much better when it was next level blue. I just, you know? want, to I just want to make sure, we are talking about Pack Rat here, right? This this discussion started with oh, Pack Rat sometime. Yeah, yeah oh, well, sorry. I, th I, th I think he's just saying the best two drop in a current environment. I just wanted to make is, sure that this was still right, the same so, Pack Rat discussion. You are correct, yeah. thanks. So, uh, I just look and, you know, the mono black aggro deck obviously started with four pack rats when Larry Swayze and whoever was talking about it months ago. Nobody plays pack rats anymore. For that matter, they don't even play pain seers, mm -hmm. right? Thrill Kill Assassin is the man, and I mean I played a lot that of. That good. I played a lot of mono black aggro. Thrill Kill Assassin is insane. He like, he beats he beats so many good cards like uh, Nemesis Immortals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what my answer to him is. Ununleashed. Yeah. <laughs> Thrill Kill Assassin. Hold this dice nice in my hand. Thank you. Yeah. Bring it, monstrous, and yeah. they're like. Shit, I can't believe it. Your unenhanced Thrill Kill Assassin is literally holding off my three nemesis of mortals. Yeah, like, you, you, you like, just take the trade. It'll be back. He'll I mean, be back. Yeah, I don't know. Put him like, in my yard. That's like, where I want him. Okay, and then you get them in a spot where like they can't they can't trade even with your Thrill Kill Assassin because you're already killing them with your Desecration Demon, <laughs> right? It's uh, and then but Packer was just so much worse, you know. And the decks that I think Packer would be good in, people don't play it. Like I think Black White Devotion. Is better with Packrat. Nobody plays it there. Isn't pitching opposite at good when you're a whip deck? Mm -hmm. Not a soul plays these cards together. I, I just don't get it. They're like, eh. Is, is, do you think that the god or maybe the coinsmith is maybe something that can push that black-white devotion so over I the think top? that the coinsmith and the Packrat can get along with Afara. Mm -hmm. And that makes and that makes a bridge that makes that makes detention sphere and underworld connections potentially good with this. The only problem is that's a lot of threes and a couple of fours. And okay. we... You know, the, the competitive decks... Well, I mean, decks you get and, Thought Season stuff, too, right? Yeah, but... Like, the competitive decks and standards play a lot of ones, right? You got, like... You got birds and other birds and elves, shocks. Like, Mono Black Devotion's got 12... I'm sorry, uh, Mono Black Aggro's got 12 one-drops, okay? Red decks got at least eight one-drops, probably more, right? They, they might have, like, two different kinds of aggro one-drops and shock. You know, like, I, I don't know about We're a gonna deck... We're going to be gouging some eyes... You need to play the one drops, or you're just gonna fall behind, right? Yeah. Your opponent's like, you know, first turn tormented hero, second turn cackler cackler, and you're like, second turn temple nothing. Well, if you're if you're white though, like, can you, can we still play Soldier of the Pantheon? I remember Patrick Chapin used it in a pretty interesting way at the Pro Tour, yeah. where it was oh. pressuring planeswalkers, oh. but also playing defense in his black white mid range list. Like, is that still a thing? 
Uh, I mean, I don't think it was ever a thing. It was played in one tournament. It was ever. only one tournament. Yeah. Right, I'm just saying, like, um, is it time to bring it back if we're going to be playing Coinsmiths and stuff like that? I think that? It, was, it was kind of a thing. Even after that tournament, people no, realized that. People switched to Pack Rats and Underworld Connections real well, quick, I Well, I thought, I thought that okay. they just put Pack Rats in that deck. I think they were still playing the Because he was playing, like, Read the Bones No, did, didn't BBD win the Grand Prix the next week, and then after that, nobody... Nobody played black yeah, white and, again, and, and three people top eight. Yeah. yeah, like literally nobody Brad, played. Brad and, T- and Todd yeah. Anderson also black white again. It, I mean, I, until until black white became the meta deck. That's right? my favorite kind of dog yeah. right there. Right, so it was, nobody played black white because it was a good deck. They only played it because like, Yo, hey, bro, up, if we play Blood Baron of Viscopa, we can beat the. About the image. We can we can beat the the mono black devotion guy. Uh, there is one card I want to talk about um, that we we didn't talk about was black. It's hmm. a eight, the eight casting cost sorcery. I didn't see which it. one. Um, easy. I don't know if this is no. real. Is this in the? Be careful for I saw it. it. I, on might, I might save you. Yeah, oh, I, Facebook we, we, might not. Facebook doesn't it. count. Uh, I mean, look, this, I mean, you can say whatever is, you want. This, I'm just this, saying, this, I this haven't is, seen this card. Yeah, I haven't so. seen this. Your podcast. Facebook I don't know. or otherwise. I mean, you you could you could. Are you sure this wasn't like an editor from Daily or something sending you this on Facebook? No, no, for sure it wasn't. Okay. They didn't even give me my correct preview cards. Yeah. <laughs> for sure it wasn't. I saw okay. it on Facebook. Okay. But, it, but it's an eight casting cost sorcery. It is. Interesting. I, I, okay, well. I'm out. I mean, I mean <laughs> just I, for starters. I will listen to anything. Let's imagine for, for a second that there's a card that's B7. I have played eight casting cost sorceries. I, I know you have. And constructed... Most of them were uncountable, though. I played a lot of seven casting cost sorceries, and let me tell you something: <laughs> the other guy don't win too often. <laughs> All the seven casting cost ones were pretty good. So, what if there's an eight casting cost sorcery? B seven, mind slaver you. Uh, so you get like Wait, one turn the next to turn? just take over. Mind slaver you, yeah. Mind slaver you next turn. Yeah. What do you think about that card? I mean, how often was... does how often is activating a mind slaver just win the game? Like, uh, I played it a little bit in, in some uh, cube or some weird thing or whatever. It depends on the environment. It depends how shitty the opponent's cards are. Also. Like, give me a rough person. Like, let's say it's in modern. And you just say, you resolve this spell. Like, how often do you expect to just win the game? Oh, modern decks that Mind Slaver, you Mind Slaver you every turn. So I know. It's, uh, I, I, what I'm saying is, not the, the Mind Slaver. The Mind Slaver never saying, kills the person. The Mind Slaver can just destroy it's their board like position. It's usually six cards and yeah. their board. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying, yeah, I, I understand that like the, the slaver itself doesn't kill them, but I mean, oh, it puts you in a 95% scenario. Yeah, how, so, how often? So basically not, you're saying how often is it just a time walk or just like tap you out, or, skip your turn? So, like, or more I'll, often, I'll, like if I... Ex- I'll tell you this. How much resources is it going to take to to resolve a nine mana spell saying standard? Mine... Right? It better okay, win first me of the all, damn game. Or, <laughs> wait, what? Mine slaver's 10. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm talking about your card. Which is it eight? Eight. Okay. A lot of resources have to go into resolve an eight mana spell. You would expect something along the lines of "I win this game now" for yep. resolving that. Does that happen here? I think it wins the game at a greater clip than Cruel Ultimatum. Okay, so that's fantastic. That's probably okay. true. If yeah. that's so true, it then costs I mean, more than Cruel Ultimatum. Yes. Okay? But tech, well, I've actually probably I've lost, actually maybe not because the I lost the game where I, yeah, I yeah, lost the, the game where I resolved three Cruel Ultimatums playing for a top eight. But this is the thing about Cruel Ultimatum. It you know, it destroys your opponent's position. Yeah. Gets rid of cards, gets rid of a, a creature in play. Um, and this Mind Slaver card kind of does that. But Cool Ultimatum also drew you a bunch of cards. Yeah, which, four of them. Which, yeah, yeah. It pushed you ahead in the game, whereas this doesn't. So It can in weird situations where they have some card where you can make them cast in an advantageous way for you. But that's not going to happen. I'm going to rock time. your life, brothers. Okay, do it. So... 
this first thing, a while. the first thing that I thought about on this was like, hey, I've played seven casting cost sorceries that required black mana and won a lot of games with them, <laughs> right? So obviously in Grixis Control, right? Yeah, triple mm -hmm. black. In fact. Triple black. Yeah. If you're gonna play a Grixis Control deck. Or even like a five color control deck. What guy did you want to have in your deck? There's only one that you ever want to play. In what? In Grixis? In, or not? Oh no! In like five color control with cruel ultimatums. I mean, that was back right. then or yeah, now? back then, back then. Oh, what was it? I don't know. Bloodbraid Elf, right? Oh yeah, BBE, right? Right. Why don't you just play this guy with Bloodbraid Elf? Because there's there we have one in standard. How? What if you played a deck that was just like black, blue, red control, all instants and sorceries? Your entire deck was like. Searing, not Searing Spear, whatever. Lightning Strikes, Mizium Mortars, Dissolves, Counterfluxes. You gotta have some sort of card drive, probably Dream like Wars, etc. And you got one guy, just Oracle of Bones, right? The first time, <laughs> the first time somebody doesn't pay the, the tribute on Oracle of Bones is the last time somebody. I would, I would play this as block. That would be my block. I'm, deck. Awesome. I'm thinking like. Black, blue, red. I mean, but what if all you're doing is like you're just Oracle Bones Divination? That's not That's bad. It. Yeah, but you know, this this only works once. Right. They're like, you know what? You can have you can have a five. What? I'll deal with the it's five. Hasty. Three. Oh, oh wait, it has haste. You can have a 5-3 with haste. I mean, you're talking about deck that's like, ping your guy, ping your guy, ping your guy, counter your guy, 5-3 haste. That's not nothing. Bring your ass I thought you listened to our podcast. I know, but I'm not used to having a writing. I'm usually sitting in my underwear in my living room this doing my podcast. This is just how it is. This is, this, awesome. is, this is New York. No, I know. It's, I love it. I'm just saying it's like... A guy who won the Academy you know, we did a, a week of ago walked by. And now yeah. this guy's here yelling at people who weren't here. Oh, we, 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 did, we did a spoof of your podcast, Mike, on, on the end of one of ours. Oh, yeah? And it basically was this exact scenario, but we, but we faked it so that it would be like this, and now it's just happening. Just yelling, okay? <laughs> but you think that was it only happens once and then you're done? Yeah. I, there's no way to force them into doing that again. The 5-3 is just not... It's not enough. It's not enough to make me say, you know what, I don't... I, so you think it never I'm not happens rolling the dice. for anyone ever again? So does it become a situation like where people just play the 5-3 and he's always got value because no one will ever risk <laughs> but no one will ever risk getting getting cruel ultimatum to buy him? I think in Constructed you just deal with a 5-3 it only has 3 toughness yeah, I think it's not hard 3 to toughness is like it's red five, it's, that's where that's Bio the bad spot 5-3 haste 5-3 haste, haste for 4 is just okay 5-3 right? haste for 4 has existed before yeah, but with guy, more abilities with trample with what 5-3 haste with trample existed for 4? Skizzard dies. Died if you cast it. Okay, and that guy won a lot of matches at the Heck Pro yeah. Tour. <laughs> <laughs> he just went to the graveyard, by no, the no, way. No, if you pay, I thought if you paid an extra. Okay, if you pay five, it sticks around. But. Did he just get you? No, because you could just block this guy with. No, this deck is just nothing but. Just. You ting all their stuff. Like, what if you're just like. Thought sees your answer, bolt your blocker, this thing. It's mm -hmm. not bad. We could have done so much better. That could have it's been a not, pack rat. Because sometimes people are just like, fine, don't pay the tribute. No, it's cool. I, lo I love the <laughs> and deck, then and I want to do that to people. But like, all it takes is you, you do that. Yeah, you do your round one of whatever tournament you're playing this in. You do it to your opponent. They're like, oh my god. Someone's looking over your shoulder, and they're like, look at what Michael's playing. Also, let you, him have you, the 5-3. Just you even let win? him have it. What? 
Like if, no. you, if you do it early like that, do you win? Like you my slavery and somebody on turn four is not as good as doing it later. They don't have enough land to even like. Oh man, you can you can demolish them if they're playing like mono black. But you just like thought seize yourself three times. Like I don't think you could do that. Can you thought seize yourself? I mean, you must be able to. People to the internet. Oh, God. I don't this think is you the can. top eight magic podcast. We don't look things up here. Yeah, we're breaking. If I say right. you can thought seize yourself, you can right. thought seize yourself. Right. I didn't say you could duress yourself. Well, you can't do that. I know that for sure. Well, I'm saying I think you can thought seize yourself. You might be able to. All right, look it up. I think no, I think you can. I remember doing <laughs> it in really? cube. I did it in cube. I thought right, seize so. myself in cube. I don't know. You you guys are just skeptical. You think mind slavering someone's not good enough? No, I, I don't know. I, I was just asking honestly. Like, if they have four mana in play, you mind slaver. Like, you, let's just say you, you get the dream, and you're just like, turn four Oracle of Bones, and they're like, yeah, whatever, man, you don't have anything. And you're like, boom, mind slaver you. And then the, you send the turn back to them, and you look at their hand, you look at their draw step. Like, they're missing a land drop. They're, they're missing a land drop. Like, I just wonder. They have a divination like, I, I would want that to win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a hard setup. You have to get them to do what you want to do. You have to have the other card in your hand. You have to resolve your Oracle of Bones. Like, there's a lot that needs to happen here. And, I mean, if they have a lightning strike, they're just like, But nothing. this deck is awesome. I'm on the this deck is awesome page, but you're only going to get to do it once or twice. In your life. In your life. <laughs> Unless you go to a different store every, every week. Every week. <laughs> every week. I, I like you, it. You I mean, go to a different. Idea. I, I would do this. Like, if I was just no, this Friday Night Magic Nomad, <laughs> and I wanted to just play Aren't this you deck. a Friday Night Magic Nomad? You're like, every, you're in a different Friday, city every week. Nomad. I'm a GP Nomad. Friday night, I'm on an airplane every night. So, like, I don't get to go to Friday Night Magics. But, like, if I were, I, I would go to this store one night and then, like, go I mean, in New York City, you, you could play on Wednesday, you could play on Thursday, you could play on Friday. There's all different stores that have no, that I, 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 do under, I, I understand that. You guys were in Uncommons. They, they got Friday Night Magic there. It's true. What if you drafted an Oracle of Bones and you open this card in pack three? Well, I'm doing it. That, that's what I do. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It defs, I mean, actually, you'd probably well, play the, the other way around. Right. It's pack one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, so you table... The, so you, the, you, so you have to slavery. pick this first, yeah. and then you have to open it a rare out of one pack. And then you're mind <laughs> slavering like someone. Looks like red red. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're mind slavering someone. Unlimited. Maybe. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Unlimited. <laughs> you guys don't like it. You, don't uh, like you can thought seize yourself. I like it. You don't do like, like the super combo. I like it. I don't like it. I'm out. I, I like it. But I am also, you know, aware of real life. Do you, so do I know, you know that. What I don't like about it. When I played. When I played Grixis Control, I had Blightning, so I could kill their Planeswalkers. Or, like, yeah, I mean, obviously Blightning is just awesome to smash somebody's face. But, like, killing their Planeswalkers was awesome. And like, now the people play all different kinds of awesome stuff. They play Planeswalkers. They play, like, a 5-5 five, five for 4 that has, like, 6 abilities. <laughs> they play, like, 4-4 four, four Hastes for 5 that you can't kill, race, or, or block. <laughs> I can't kill that. Can't race and also can't block. You just have been waiting for this guy to draw their 7th land. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just tough, man, to be the answer deck. I mean, that that's one way to kill an Aetherling. You just kill it dead. It's, no, no, you can't even kill an Aetherling with it. Why? Oh, no, you can't. You, you could. Can. If, you they can. if they've got an Aetherling in play. Yeah, they because they can't, they can't they can't. You let it. them have an Aetherling on the, the chances that your Oracle Bones no, is no, not no, going to no. get you. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you really have no other out, so you just, like, I and guess my, you have to try to mind slave. I, I don't know if I ever told this story. My first Pro Tour, first Pro Tour ever. Uh, I played, I played Necro Mirror match, right? So my opponent got like a miser draw against me in game one. Mm -hmm. Game two, I'm on the play, and uh, he plays a first turn Hypnotic Specter. I have Gorilla Tactics in my hand. 
right? Mm -hmm. I don't kill his hypnotic specter because I'm like, oh, if he hits me, I can discard it and it will be sweet. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he hit me. I, I know what that card. Randomly does. discarded a different card, and then I was like, I just took two, discarded a different card, and have a grill Texas in my hand. Not only am I going to have to do a strictly worse play that I passed up last turn. This guy's gonna know that. Yeah, you have to do the, the, the shame grill attack. Yeah, I mean, like, what? what the? And I was on the pro tour. <laughs> I defeated numerous mages to get there, and I won a bunch of magic when I got there. So don't ever do anything cool. That's 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 the lesson in magic. Oh no, I'm gonna never do, cool do a stuff. single cool thing I in do your cool life. Cool stuff all. The, the best would have been if you just randomly binked it and just stared your, your opponent down like, knew it was coming. All, gotcha. all gorilla yeah. tactics, could have, could have done it, but decided not to, because <laughs> out of my five cards... They were all gorilla tactics. Yeah, every one. Is gorilla Idiot. Nice job attacking me. Yeah. What a terrible attack, really. I didn't even do anything with the mana. You know, it'd be one thing, like, oh, I gotta get my pump knight out there, or whatever. Nope. <laughs> just took it. You, didn't even, you weren't even, like, any turn kill it. You're no. just like... Just take it. Like, secrets. Secret forever. No one would ever know oh until you, you know... It's just the shamefulest it, thing I've ever done in a game of Magic. And I've made a lot of mistakes. An average of one per turn, if you believe Jonathan Finkel. Is that like a national average or just No, no, just I make an average of one mistake, including my per, opponent's per turns. Turn. Per, per turn. turn. Per turn. Per turn. Wow, I mean, you play a lot of Legacy. Finkel don't lie. What? You play a lot of Legacy? No, you just do that in, in Legacy. He just like stands over my shoulder while I play limited games. It's like, that was wrong. That, that was, was wrong. wrong. That was wrong. So, I was over his house once, and we were playing, um, what's the name of it? Like, the, the, the one-color deck packs, you have Portal or whatever it's called, Starter. Uh, Portal Three Kingdoms, or no, like whatever for new players. You get him a thirty card deck. Oh, Portal. You mean those thirty card decks? Yeah. So they just so, they, they don't they don't actually have a name. So we They're just intro decks or something. We were teaching this girl to play, and uh, it's like playing like white deck against green deck, and I was like, we we're both standing over her shoulder, just playing against some guy, and uh, she's playing the white deck, and he's playing the green deck, and like she has just some some option to like block and kill, you know, uh, or like. Block, like uh, just trade even cards with with his attacking green card, and John's like, no, I think you should like throw all your guys in front of it in this certain way. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, I know that you give up a bunch of cards this way, but then he won't have anything left. I'm like, I just want to, I want to lodge my my protest that this play is fucking awful. <laughs> and B, this is John Finkel telling you to do it, so you should just do it, right? So. She just throws all of her guys. She could have just blocked this thing, not died, you know, counter strike or whatever. He has a giant growth, destroys her on, the, <laughs> destroys her on the attack. But he, but John's right. He's got nothing left. But I mean, you know, he's just green and has like six lands in play. What do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> just destroys her. But like, yeah, I guess the regular play was better. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> he's like, why didn't we just make the regular play? He's like, oh, yeah, it's still the giant growth, but then it's still a trade. You know, it's even. Yeah. He uses giant growth. You yeah. lost your thing. You didn't lose all your things, you know? So, you know, John Finkel made a mistake once. It was one time in a, in, a fun, in a fun game, teaching someone to play with starter decks. That, that, that's when he, you know, take his risks. Yeah, that, that was, he's like, oh, on the Pro Tour, when I have this same position, I might not take this line. Mm, mathematically, I still should. Um, so, it's time to go get some food. I want we, some Cassis, man. We've done an hour 37. Thanks for, thanks for joining us in Canada. Top 8 Magic Podcast. Good day. Good day. That's, like, <laughs> that's not what they're saying. <laughs> that's Ireland, dude. Oh, sorry. It's not really Ireland. No. <laughs> Where's my kilt? <laughs> <laughs>
Um, yeah, so uh, what are you guys up to? You guys going to go home? Uh, not till tomorrow. We've got all tonight. We're going to be around for a while tomorrow, and then we're going to take off. And both of us will be in our home states for more than four days in a row. For yes, the first that's going to be while. awesome. So there's no event this weekend? No. no. Not it's, for a while. It's, it's, we're coming up on uh, pre-releases and release like release events and game day. Those are the three weekends that are like blacked off. Blacked if you're, out if, for if you're not working, will you like go to a Star City and play? Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. if there was one in Seattle, I would play. I'm not going to go fly out to one, though. I, I would consider flying to a GP, but not necessarily. But aren't you like, working I'm, almost all of them, though? Yes. All the domestics? Him and I do. Yeah, all the ones that we can actually get to. Like, if there's one that we're not working, it's because it's in Europe. Right. Or I was going to say Asia. it's in Australia, but that's not yeah. the truth because we went to that one, so. Yeah, R- Rashad and I had a hell of a trip. We went to uh, Valencia came home for a day and then went to Melbourne. You, you were home for two days. I was not. I left the next day. I left the next day. Oh, I had, I mean, I had one day at home. Yeah, see, I didn't. I went to sleep and woke up and flew to Australia. Okay, yeah, I had one day, you had zero. But I stayed down there, it was awesome. Well, you're in Australia, are you in too tired all day? What's the... Wait. In Australia. Was I tired all day? No, yeah. no, the time's, it's really weird because the time difference is, uh, it's 19 hours from Seattle, <laughs> so it's actually just like minus five. It's just five. the same. Yeah, it's just like it basically mimicked my, my actual sleep. <laughs> it's just a different day. That's the weird part. I mean, I was a little jet lagged. Especially you were wrecked. I, I, actually, I was close to wrecked because I never adjusted from. You should have seen it when we did the GP. The the Melbourne GP. No, remember when we came back and then whatever the next oh, GP was, well, you were like that, half that, dead. Well, that's totally different. That's so bad. For that's you. that's <laughs> so many smoking girls, like all yeah. different kinds. This is a I just great can't even believe it. This is where here. we always just sit here and cast. Yeah, Brian yeah. lives in New Jersey. We know. We, well, we, he just lives like it's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, it's and technically it's still in a different state. Well, it's just like one tunnel away. It's just all one big state. Yeah, come on. Also, you can see the city from his house, and I don't know if you know it, but his cat. Just sits in its own cat condo and just looks at the view. Like it's got, it's this cat has the best life ever. And it's the best cat ever. It's just an awesome. I've cat. been to Brian's house, I think, twice ever. What did you think of the cat? I don't remember. Dude, you don't you remember, remember. Could you? You would remember. What? You would remember. You would remember. I've been this friends cat. with him for a long time. You never heard the story about the, the Mexican grandma? What? All right, so. I don't know if I want to hear this. So, this sounds a little <laughs> sketchy to me. Carla's like, ring, ring, ring. Uh. Oh, on the camera outside, because I guess there's a camera that says who's outside or whatever. There's a, there's some Mexican grandma in a cardigan sweater ringing the door, and Brian's like, "Oh, it's Mike. Gotta go." (laughs) 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 I can't believe you never heard Mexican grandma. I'm shocked I haven't heard that. You guys heard the werewolf story? Only read about it on Facebook. The werewolf story. Maybe I've never heard werewolf. This is an MTG story. So, I wrote two MTG stories after you know who, who wrote this. Uh, it was Huey wrote it on Camp Channel Fireball. And he then, did, and then there, there's a hashtag. Were, yeah. yeah, people wrote it. So, first one I wrote was I thought was awesome. It was a story about when we played Juicy Blue, and then uh, I didn't understand why the guy who won the tournament and this other guy who made top eight with me had an extra land in their sideboard. And the answer was Steve Saden had convinced them to play an extra land instead yeah. of Maloku, yeah, so we, that if he would have an advantage in the mirror. Yeah. So, so and it like, wasn't just a just a land, right? Wasn't it like a bounce? It, it, it was, was a bounce land. 
And I'm like, why are you citing this in? We're playing a deck with four boomerangs. Right. Like, that's just this the worst so thing ever. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, what, what did you do all day? He's like, I would side out a land and side in this lane. I'm like, but that, but why would you play a card where you would side out a land and side Meanwhile, in a bounce Meanwhile, Steve Sane's got his steeple fingers in the corner. <laughs> yeah, but, like, so, but, but no, but Steve didn't, Steve didn't come. Everyone mm. who played the deck made top eight, and we only lost to each other. So Steve's justification was, our deck is so good, we'll only lose to each other. So when I'm in the, when I'm actually in the mirror match and it matters, I'll have a huge advantage. It was actually pretty sick if you think about it. But I lost to Julian Levin in the finals, despite the fact that he had decided in multiple tomorrow. What, 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 what event was this? It was like a states. A states. Yeah. So, so. Um, uh, but the second one I did the, the, that day. So we'll end on this, I guess, because you know they're trying to kick us out in five minutes. Is uh, the werewolf story, right? So me, Tony, Sai, BDM. We always talk about the werewolf story. We're like, fucking werewolves, God. And then people will say, and I would like, I told someone at work, I'm like, oh man, I was almost killed by werewolves this one time. And they'll look at you and be like, <laughs> is that a magic card? No, like, they'll literally, literally, literally look at you the, and be like, right literally now. be like, you know, werewolves aren't real, right? And if like me and BDM are together in a room and somebody says some fucking idiotic thing like that, uh-huh. just scowl at them like, you weren't there, man. <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> All right, so, so you guys know Tony Sai now? No, I've right, never so, met him. So he was a member of Team Dead Guy. Lives upstairs from me. He's a good friend of mine. Um, so the story starts. There's this neutral ground, like, three-format neutral ground tournament. Like, block, standard, limited. So me and Tony are playing in the last round. Uh, and we split the finals, but he throws me the match. So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to be qualified on rating. So that's <laughs> how the story starts. So I check my, check my rating, and it looks like I'll be, like, 24th. In, in constructed, so I should be good for the approach, which is plenty of room, right, for, for the approach. But how, the, how many queued? What? I might, it's either 25 or 50. Yeah, like but what happened when you were on the bubble? So when you're 24th, there's kind of a gap. No, no, no trust me. Okay. If you were on, like, 24th and you were, like, solid on 24th, a lot of the people who are, like, 30th fight to get to 25th, and they all end up destroying each other's ratings. Uh, okay. So, like... And so I like you actually just down back yeah then. so like, you just sit down. there okay it was okay oh right? I see for yeah like that were yeah, so I mean I, I qualified for so many pro tours where I was like twenty third and I just held it for like two months uh-huh. you can't play I think it's like you can't play in a local eight man right it's right. it's too dangerous because right. if you lose a match you need to win nine matches yeah. to get you, to even yeah okay? sometimes some I mean it might sometimes. be worse okay so if you're at that rating level you can't even risk it okay right, right. so. Which is why that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, by so, the way. yeah. It was so, bad. what yeah. ends up happening is all these guys who are like in 30th, there's like hundreds of guys who are in shooting distance to 25th. But if you're all in this range where you need to win one match to get like two points, and any match you lose is like whatever the maximum K value is, it's real, real rough to. 16? Yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to try to, to, try to, to get it. So, I'm like, all right, I think I should be solid, right? So, I just get married. I'd married like, like maybe two months earlier than this, qualified for the Pro Tour. My wife is not yet used to this idea of, like, me going away for a weekend and, like, playing cards or whatever. She's uh-huh. just like, oh. I, her, her sum total of my experience playing Magic is going, playing a Magic tournament, and then, like, winning hundreds of dollars. Okay. Right, so, she thinks this I, is at this great. point, like, I've played in a Grand Prix that, like, I played in a stretch, well, like, near near where, um, where we got married where I played in a Grand Prix trial, won it. Played in a Grand Prix, barely missed day two, but then won the PTQ the next day and came home with like a Pro Tour invitation and tons of money. Then played in like the cash tournament neutral ground, won it, like came home with a thousand dollars, and then I just played in this one and I won money again. So her, yep. So her her conception of of playing in tournaments is tournaments are just 
you know, uh, fountains of money. Right. <laughs> so uh, for a while, come I, I come back for like a day. Like I played in one one Grand Prix during this stretch. Okay? Like that box that, like the the, the, the We should box. go this way if you guys are going to Katz's. It's yeah, the going, opposite yeah. direction. Okay. So, um, uh, so I just got married. So I'm like maybe two months into my marriage, and um, I'm actually qualified for the Pro Tour and rating. So of course I'm like. Sorry, hon, gotta go to the PTQ. <laughs> what? So, yeah. No, no, no. There's no outcome for me to go to this PTQ. Just gonna go You're and hang, gonna go bird? hang out with the boys. Yeah. That's what you do. So uh, I, the car is like me, Tony Sai, Justin Poland, and Brian, right? So Justin Poland's on a tear. I, I, don't, I can't remember how the timing works because at one point, Poland back to back top eights, right? Mm-hmm. But it can't be this weekend based on the timing of the story. So he must have back to back top eight of the previous weekend, okay? So Tony doesn't make top eight. Brian's playing for top eight, and his opponent circular logics him with two werebears on play. And I'm like, Brian's just gonna tap the werebears and destroy this guy next turn. But the guy's so stupid, he plays the circular logic into two werebears, and Brian's so stupid, he doesn't pay the, <laughs> he doesn't tap the werebears. So Brian loses playing for top eight, and I'm just like staring at him, and he's like, oh. I should have tapped those werebears, I well, guess. I mean, I mean, if they're 4-4s, four you know, they don't tap for mana anymore. No, no, I think Brian is, like, cast... beaters. So, ca- Brian's, I think, casting a centaur chieftain. Do you know what that is? Um, Rashad knows what all the cards I think are. It's a 3-3. Three, three. It's a 3-3 three, three that you could discard a card No, no, if you, have, if you have... It's this one. If you have, if you have threshold, it, um, it has haste, and I think your other guys get, like, kind of overrun in haste or something. Okay. So, Brian, is, Brian has convinced all of us really to play this, like, werebear centaur chieftain garbage instead of uh, like a regular deck with like wild mongrels and arrogant ones. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so you understand. So, um, so he screws up and then doesn't make top eight, but Poland does, okay? So, and then Poland loses in the finals with the, with the Centaur Chieftain Werebear deck, which is just horrible, right? So okay. loses in the finals. So we got to drive home. You're driving from, I think we're in Boston or something, maybe Rhode Island. Driving back to the city, and it's getting late, and Poland's definitely gonna kill us. Okay, we're like swerving between lanes, Whoa. blah blah blah, and like, and it's the middle of the night, and he's like, I, I have a license too, but I'm definitely gonna fall asleep. Neither Tony or, or Brian have a license, if I recall. And we're in a, we're, we're in Canada apparently. So we're, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a, a Canadian sign, sign that just says there. Canada. <laughs> so, so I decide, I decide, look guys, we got we gotta get a hotel. Okay, we're gonna get a hotel. Sure. And Tony's just like, yo, I live, he lives in Connecticut on the way down to New York. He's like, I live like 10 minutes from here. <laughs> we're like, shut up, Tony, we're gonna go to town. <laughs> so we start, we, we go off the highway into the wilds of Connecticut. <laughs> the wild, the wilderness of Connecticut. And like Don't the- bears live there? The air There's smells elks. different. You can, and then we're just like, shit. We're in werewolf country. <laughs> we're just definitely, we're definitely going to die to werewolves. And everyone in the car is like, yes, this is the case. <laughs> werewolves are definitely going to eat us. <laughs> and then, but so, and it's weird, you know, you go off the highway, there's a hotel sign. Yeah. But we just go like deeper and deeper into the darkness, following like these tiny little blue signs that say like there's a hotel. So, um, so until finally we get to this hotel. Wait, wait, I have a quarter. Should I, should I give him a quarter? You just get a double back? Well, you know. Um, nah. So, so we finally get to this hotel, and I and I would use air quotes to describe the hotel. It's not, like, not even really a hotel. It's just like some barns. Okay. <laughs> like we, we literal like park in a barn. 
like with hay on the ground. And I'm just like, well, we're definitely going to die to werewolves here. And it's like, this is just werewolves train <laughs> to, to eat people. And like, there's like the, the weird, like hook handed, uh, eye patch pirate <laughs> running the hotel at like, you know, ass in the morning or whatever. So like, oh man, this is, this is horrible. So, you know, a few minutes earlier, we were going to die on the highway, but we've been able to, been able to get to the hotel, but there's only one bed. Okay. So ob we two. How many v- people is there? Four, four of us. So ob we two v two for the bed. <laughs> so obviously we two v two for the bed. I'm like this room is really musty. It's like dusty because you know this is where the poltergeists are. You know. So um, so we two v two for the bed. Uh, I team with Tony and then. Brian teams with Poland. I go 1-1, and Tony goes 2-0, so we get the bed. So Brian just, like, takes all the bedding or whatever and, like, makes himself a hobble. (laughs) Fuck you and your 0-2, Poland. You know, know, so... Uh, Poland has a Grand Prix top eight at this point, so... And and the the poor guy has just lost the finals of a PTQ earlier in the day. (laughs) Brian takes all of his bedding, right? So... Are you working around those things now? Yeah, well, you're that one was bit in. You know, <laughs> so, it, looks, it looked a little sketchy. BDM said that those things sometimes collapse and our shots avoiding them. Uh, if I have the option to easily walk around it, I think I'm going to take that. All right, so, <laughs> so, like, in the middle of the night, I feel like a little bit of a chill. And I look over, and Poland is sleeping halfway out the door of the hotel room. So the door of the hotel room is open... And he's like literal got like his feet and his butt inside the hotel room and it's like upper body and his head outside the hotel room. But the hotel is like a barn. So he's like sleeping in the dirt. <laughs> Which is like weird as fuck, right? So So they're like, Poland, what are you doing? And he's like, it was too musty. And I'm like, we all agreed we were in werewolf country. The werewolves are gonna kill us. Why are we're all asleep? There's not even anyone to defend us. Why do you have the door? And the door is the door outside. Okay, like, wow. just so you understand, it's like two outside. Uh, follow straight down here. So of course, we're like, y'all you know, Poland close the door. We don't we this way, veer this way. You're going the wrong way, Marshall. I'm just avoiding this group of um, so uh, obviously none of us died to werewolves, um, and then you know we kind of made it home. Well, you don't actually die to werewolves, don't you? Just you know, become no, like werewolf? werewolves could like ravage you and eat you. Oh, they can make you a werewolf. You're like right? delicious to them. Wait, I thought Maybe that was just vampires that made you into other things. The no, werewolves just eat you. Then how do you become a werewolf? By getting bitten and surviving. Oh, so it is like a vampire. So like maybe Wait, the were- are vampires and werewolves the same thing? Basically, actually, in American that. Vampire, they are. Huh. Right, so they're it's just, just different. Furrier than the other? No, they're like different variations on 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 vampires. Right, one of them is like the wolf vampire, and one of them is like the bat vampire. Oh, okay. all right. So, yeah, I mean, you could you I could. Didn't know that. So, I mean, yeah, maybe you didn't read American Vampire. It's quite good though. I didn't. Um, so anyway, so anyway, that's sweet. And then none of us died. You know, that's also sweet. By yeah, the way, so we go home. My wife's just like, I don't understand why you played it. Went to this tournament, didn't plan it, and then had to randomly get a, a hotel room in Connecticut, but whatever. <laughs> that must have been a, a growing space for you. Yeah, yeah. so, so uh, that, that, that's what happened there. And then, um, but we didn't die, so it was pretty shitty. And then I went and looked at the DCI homepage, and they downgraded the K value of the tournament that I won from 36 to 24. Oh, so then no. I missed my queue. <laughs> so like by a mile, right? Oh, so like I won no. nine matches and it went from like 
Like, you rattle off nine matches at 36, and then you rattle off nine matches at 24. That's a big difference. Those are not the same rating. Wow, <laughs> so, that is a brutal yeah, day. I missed it by eight or something. Yeah, that was the... That was back when I could actually, you know, get my rating high enough. <laughs> it would matter. Well, that was back when rating existed. Uh, that rating still exists. Does it? Yes. Yeah, they can still calculate it, but, but it's they not don't used do It doesn't exist. It's it exists. Nice it's just not used for anything. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't, like, I can still check it? Maybe. I don't know. You could certainly check your Planeswalker points. I mean, though. if you can't check it, it doesn't exist. If you ask the right people. So, do you, you all right, if I have to ask the right people, then it doesn't exist. Do you not monitor existence works. Do you not monitor your your rating on Moto? Yeah, I check it. Like I, I actually, I, it's I, just more a curiosity of like how I've been running lately. Like when I when I lose a bunch of drafts in the first round yeah. in a row, I'll be like, hmm, I wonder how bad this really is. And I'll look, and then sometimes I've dropped like a few, and I'm like, eh, it's probably not as bad as I thought. And then other times I'll have dropped like a big chunk of rating points, and I'll be like, oh yeah, this is bad. Like I'm, I'm really trying to like maintain a 1900 rating with just cubes, because then that makes me feel like I'm good enough to play on the Pro Tour Unlimited. Oh sure, but um, I mean, if, if there was a cube in Lim Pro Tour, yeah, I mean, the other one is way different. Like the no, no, it just cube does not translate just, over to normal no. sets very well. Transferable skills, right? Like I actually think the they're, drafting. I'm saying they're not. No, but trans I think that I think drafting and playing cube is transferable to playing constructed beatdown decks. Okay. So okay, sure. So um, I mean, you're practicing, you're flexing some of the muscles that you use in other things. But I, I keep track of my constructor. Just rating. saying, I wouldn't expect my my Theros block. You know, I, I wouldn't expect to like five one Theros block at the PT if I was a good cube drafter necessarily. Oh no 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 no. So I remember, like I told you before when like I was playing like M11 and I was draft. Remember when I uh, thought I that I was M11? Yes. I was supposed to learn how to draft Rise of the Eldrazi, but I was wrong. And then you did M11 and then you yeah. started drafting blue all the time. Yeah. So I like remember that. I went from like whatever horrible rating I started out with to like a 1911 or something. Wow, that's I, really good. Yeah. Like, I, I, I it's interesting. Tom Bartel says that does that's not a sign of a good drafter. And if you look at the if you look at my cube performance, I'm, I'm definitely not a good cube drafter. Like my my performance is only Wait, Martell good. Martel says if you're 1900 limited on Moto that you you might not be a good draft. Yes, because I only knew how to draft one color. Oh, so, so he's saying that yeah. you figured a format or whatever and you had your, your stride for it and you crushed it, but that doesn't mean that you're a good drafter overall. Yeah, I, I yeah two, that makes sense. I 2 one 2 one at Nationals and like, and uh, uh, I probably could have won both of the matches that I didn't win right. if I, mean, I were a little bit sample, better. The sample size is just too small is what he's saying. Like if you took if you looked at it over like a two-year period where you were drafting somewhat regularly and just took like your average rating, that would tell you a lot more about you know peaking out at some point. All on right, one I format. think this is Houston. Do you know where, do you know where to go from here? All right, so see that street? That's Houston. Okay. Um, just I go. Mean, I could just Google it or whatever. Just go straight that way uh -huh. until um, you hit Katz's, and okay. it's on the right. Go just way? go straight that Katz's. way Yay. until you hit that way. It's, it's on the right though, so it's on across the street. Oh, it's over there. It's over there. But um, you know what Katz's looks like, right? Yeah, I've yeah. been there a couple times, like three times. Before. All right, thanks so much for being on my Can podcast. Can I get a high five on the podcast? Yeah, of course. That's you too. Wow. All right. right. It brings the high fives. Well, you got to do it so you can hear it over all the Can I get one traffic. from you too, Rashad? I don't know. Don't, don't you dare. My hand's in the air right now. Yeah. All right. I hope you guys like this one, even though there was no Brian David Marshall. Suckler. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.